on my challenge. By the ancient laws of combat, we are met at this chosen ground to settle for good and all. Who holds sway over the five points? Us natives born rightwise to this fine land or the foreign hordes defiling it. <laughs> La 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 you're, you're freaking us out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. I really didn't know you were <laughs> fucking recording. <laughs> I feel like we're really close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> we do that every pod. Yeah. <laughs> Clear the pipes. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was... Uh... Not Tommy Boy, it was, uh, yeah, Tommy Boy with the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am your father. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever talk about Tommy Boy yet? Come on, man. Uh, I did. We did. did yeah. I think so. Oh, little, yeah. That guy in a little coat. Yeah. That guy in a little coat, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. How's everyone been this week? What was last week? Last week was... Uh, Who knows? Westerns. Yeah. yeah. last week was Westerns. It was great. I thought you meant in general. I think the, the probably the... Uh, it hasn't really dropped yet, but I'm assuming there will be as The Westerns were many, good. It was a great pod. Yeah, too, I so. was surprised because... You th- you think like stuffy old westerns, but there's a lot of exciting movies. No, there is a ton of exciting movies. Just oh, to yeah. listen to it, the t- uh, listen to us talk about Bone Tomahawk is worth alone. I think so. <laughs> uh, so tune in if you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, but we don't tell you the part out of that it. one in the Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I, lo- oh, I yeah. love the Quentin Tarantino pod. I thought yeah. that was a really really fantastic. That one, one was really good too. Even though Justin disappeared. Yeah, yeah, no, I really like the. Did you uh, like it? The, yeah, <laughs> Ghost Justin and uh, the, the cut in for the Sia. Hell yeah, <laughs> we we get over people really fast. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're like Spinal Tap. We've had like six sidekicks <laughs> that have all spontaneously combusted. <laughs> uh, that would be great. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, this week's episode is a very special one. I know I say that a lot, but it is true. But it's true every it time. It is true. Uh, it's true. There's something about revenge flicks, you know, that is... I know our, our word for the uh, Quentin Tarantino pod was satisfying. I think that could absolutely be used for oh, this. Yeah. Because it always stems with some horrible, horrible incident that you are completely rooting for that main heroine oh, to get it, get one over on yeah. the bad guys. And it's the, it goes... I mean, think about... It, it spans time. I mean, think Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Like... Even though everybody ended up dying, usually at the end of a Shakespearean play, right. they were all revenge-based. Yeah, the right. Father poisoned the king, and oh yeah, and Shakespeare king is all about the Hamlet revenge was, types. Yeah. movies, man. And there's a lot that I could have put on here. Reminds me of the old what the old Romulan saying from Star Trek: uh, "Revenge is a dish best served cold." Yeah, which I could easily Did he have say put. That? I'm pretty sure Shakespeare. Said that. I, I have no idea. But that's where they uh, they used to say it on Star Trek. That was an old Romulan saying. Yeah. Uh, I could, and would I think have there's one on your list that especially encapsulates that. Oh, yeah. Because some are hot revenges, which take place immediately, and then some... I guess I got one on mine that's, yeah, that's interesting. that spans the it, time. It's true. There, uh, there are some that will just be, like, immediate. 
like someone wants to get their revenge within days of something horrible happening to them. Right. And then there are ones, yeah, like the one I think you're talking about, mine is like 14 to 20 years. There oh, wow. Time. So that's a really great one. One of mine was 14 When you could too. see that look on their face, like, holy crap, I thought that uh, yeah, they that would never come back and bite me in the ass. Which brings us to some of the uh, topical things that are going on in the news right now. <laughs> where, pe- where people don't think shit from high school is going to come back and bite you in the ass. Jesus. <laughs> so. Would Back to the Future 2 be your revenge? Because Biff got over on them and then he had to go back and make things right. Yeah, but he wasn't doing it to, out of malice. He was doing it out of money. <laughs> but like I said, uh, Star Trek too could have been easily on this with Khan oh, yeah, because yeah. Khan's family was uh, screwed. And that yeah. was he was one of the main and not guys. always the good guy. Yeah, is the and I have one that gets wrong. I got one that's definitely not the good. I guy. have one that switches. It's your uh, it's revenge of one person, and then towards the end, it's it's revenge from the other person. Oh wow! And so it leaves you very interesting. Yeah, right. It, it really does leave that's you conflicted. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like, uh, God. I, wanted, I look forward to talking about. He deserved that. to do it, but if he hadn't done <laughs> what he had done, yeah. that <laughs> this like, is blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I do love a good revenge. Like I said before, one thing I I hate. And I don't want to say I hate him because I like watching him, but I hate seeing people get conned. Yeah. Like, it's Even though con movies are fun. Con <laughs> movies are fun. Yeah, but in con movies, it's usually somebody who's, like, a bad person that's getting conned, you know? like Not necessarily. That's Usually it's good people that end up getting yeah, conned. Yeah, you think of the old people that yeah. get conned out of their life savings? Well, yeah, I guess I haven't like seen Like, if someone conned like me, that. I would... If someone... Did something to my family and it was an accident. I could get over it. But yeah. if somebody conned me, oh, yeah. I would I'm gonna make it run my you life over school. with my truck. Yeah, so maybe not run them over with you. twice, twice, <laughs> forward and backwards, four wheel drive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the old people getting screwed out of their life savings. Really oh. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, the, yeah. Not, especially these people that have done you mean nothing that wrong. Princess doesn't really life. want to give me all that money. Yeah. <laughs> that Nigerian prince. <laughs> you would you would like to think that it's always somebody that deserves it but i think a lot of times like you said then not really so i'm with you there it, it really pisses me off but for the most part i think everyone on my list they certainly deserve the revenge they're gonna get inflicted on them <laughs> oh yeah and i know we've lot we probably leave a lot of ones off here that people immediately will think of and there's a million that wouldn't even you wouldn't even think it wouldn't even occur pond, to you yeah uh, uh, revenge worthy yeah. movies but that it's a probably a big. We just thought of one right before we started that uh, we're not going to put on here because we got a place for it. Another couple pods from now is the Revenant. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought great... about that the other day, but honestly, I thought Dave was going to pick that one. So yeah, I yeah. thought of it too late. Yeah, and I think I already had mindset. And as much as I want to talk about that movie, yeah, I can wait. Yeah, and he's got. I think you got two other Leo movies on probably. yours. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> Turned into a Leonardo DiCaprio pod. So there's one person I remember having to defend that I liked him at some point. Oh, really? And An I actor? don't know if it was the beach that came out. Or oh yeah, the beach. Someone was like, "You're a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio?" Because I guess it was like, "What are you, a teenage girl or something?" <laughs> well, <laughs> well he was fuck you, dude. Like, what was he on? He's a little no. um, uh, growing, growing pains. pains. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can understand it around the time Titanic came out. But then again, if you were, had seen him in What's Eating Gilbert Grape yeah, or yeah. Grape. Basketball Diaries, yeah. then you were automatically a fan and you knew how kind of to arrange he was. I mean, he's no one's going to turn down the Titanic. I like when, yeah. actors <clears throat> that like 
Daniel Day Lewis yeah, push themselves transform themselves yeah, into something Sean Penn yeah that really become that take the even the Christian Bale level like become the person they're trying to portray what one of my favorite uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movies was uh, The Aviator oh yeah, Aviator that was, was great. really good yeah. Yeah. and Catch really Me movie. if you can like <clears throat> Yeah, that one too. What was the uh, Christian Bale movie? It's more recent where he played. It was like in the seventies, and he had that comb over. Oh, that oh was yeah, the American uh, American Hustle. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, American that was Hustle. a good one. That, that was, was a good, really good one. Yeah, he played a great role in that. Yeah, that's a con movie. Oh yeah, that's a very good. But con. you didn't feel bad because it was a bunch of like scumbags and scumbags yeah. getting conned yeah. out of their money. Trevor Lawrence was hilarious in that movie too. She was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to revenge movies here because we have 15 really fantastic ones. Uh, some of them difficult to talk about, but like, I, but like I said. 14 good ones. 14. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to knock Justin's movie out. <laughs> Why are you assuming it's Justin? <laughs> is, this a, is this a callback to Wild Wild it's West? it's always Justin's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback to Wild Wild West. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, I think they are all good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then let's start right out with you, All right, Justin. go for it, Justin. All right, number five, uh, 1996, Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Samuel L. Jackson, Ooh. Kevin Spacey, Ashley Judge, Kiefer Sutherland. A whole lot of people. Donald, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland yeah, Oliver Jesus. Platt. I mean, and it's A Time to Kill. And this was Grisham, wasn't it? John Grisham. I read yeah. this book you before I saw the movie. You were a big John Grisham Huge fan. movie. I was, Mom's a big John Grisham I was working fan. at as a security guard at this, like, uh, retirement home in Port Charlotte where oh, you did yeah. nothing but leave, but sit at the uh, desk and at, at some point you could actually go around on uh, on like a golf cart and do your little kind that of was run like around and everything. rich people before that was even a thing really. yeah but then uh, they had a library there and I just uh I had all the Grisham books, so I just sat there and I read all the Grisham books. Oh, wow. I finished all the Stephen King you books. You don't I sound like read. you were doing your job. <laughs> the, the, my job was to sit there and wait for a phone call that came in. Waiting. Oh, really? Uh, no phone call. And I worked there for a year. I never got a phone call. Never seen a phone call. <laughs> they, they warned me that there was an alarm behind the desk that it went off, and when it went off, it would scare you like you wouldn't believe. Uh-huh. Did you ever hear and, it go off? Never, never heard it. Never huh. heard it go off. I'd have tripped so, it myself. I think that was some year at once. I, I'm starting to wonder if that was some yeah. kind of like project threshold. You yeah. like a part of something and we're just being observed. <laughs> Observed. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a super easy job. I remember I had like a little black and white TV eventually. And uh, mom worked there too, right? Yeah, she worked there too. I mom remember worked there the too. time period. I remember because I remember the uh, that Olympic bombing. Remember when they, oh, yeah. when that guy was a hero, then he was blamed for it. Then, right. he, was, then he was a hero again, and yeah. then he died. Andrew, and like, uh, Andrew something. Yeah, that was Atlanta. Yeah, that was the Atlanta one. So that was happening at that time. But yeah, I had read. Uh, Time to Kill and uh, the Chamber and the Firm and the Client mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of great. Uh, every John Grisham book at that time was just like huge hits. Oh yeah, absolutely. And a very similar like Stephen King that uh, people were jumping over themselves to buy they the got, rights for it. And that uh-huh. whole like the lo- lawyer, like he was a lawyer. He was right? a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. That whole genre that's still like a thing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. People absolutely. love. That. I mean, you think yeah. how many Law and Order seasons yeah. and offshoots and all SVU that shit is. I love law movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> we did a whole pod on law movies. Go yeah. back and check it out. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Time to Kill. So uh, Samuel L. Jackson, he's his name is Charles. Oh no, well that Charles Lee Haley. Yep. Um, and very similar to uh, Charles Lee. What is it, Ray or Charles Ray? 
Who's the, the other um, three name guy that was the one very that killed similar. Martin Luther King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. Anyway, I, never, I never thought about that. But yeah. Um, and one day his daughter is on the way home from the grocery store and she's like maybe 10, yeah. you know. Um, and they live in, it's either Alabama or Mississippi. I'm not sure which one, but it's it's a very southern state. We'll just say that. And <laughs> I'm feeling you. Yeah. I got, I got, I got what you're selling. Are you knocking this out? Yeah. <laughs> Florida's um, not the same. No. <laughs> no. Um, no. And so she's walking home, and these two white guys in this old pickup truck drive by, and one of them throws like a full can of beer at her and hits her in the back of the head. Um, you know, basically doesn't knock her out, but knocks her down, hurts her very badly. And they continue to tie her up, rape her, and hang her. But the rope breaks and and they also do all kinds of other terrible shit um, <laughs> kind of named all the bad shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know um, well they like they like okay you know and so he was gonna tell us uh, yeah, you asked i feel like um, it's gonna be some difficult shit with all these oh i'm sure yeah, yeah dude and uh so you know the the rope ends up breaking and they basically just leave her for dead yeah um but she doesn't die and she comes home um, and Samuel L. Jackson's not at home yet, but he comes home later, um, and he sees her, and, th- like, he goes to tell the police, but the police are crooked as hell, you know, yeah. and they don't, they aren't really doing anything about it, um, but they do arrest the guys, and they, uh, they take him to court, but it's like an all-white jury yeah. in this, you know. You could tell how it was going to happen. Yeah, you knew, you knew, and, like, these guys were in the KKK, but, like, there were people in the jury that were in it, too, yeah, and, like, yeah. so they let him off. Well... This Samuel. is a nonfiction that played out many times. Well. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Samuel L. Jackson, he knew that they were going to get off. And so he waited in the closet in the courtroom, like the janitor's closet with an AK-47. And when they came down the oh, stairs. Yeah. You? Absolutely. Oh, He told us. He became Odell after Yeah, that. yeah <laughs> for real, you know. And so, I mean, they just show it, and it's in slow motion. Oh, yeah. He comes out of the closet, you know, and he's got that gun. And he even, like, stumbles out because there's just so much energy behind yeah. him. And in slow motion, he just raises the gun up, just starts nailing these dudes with the AK-47. You could tell that he didn't give a shit if he died or not. Yeah, as no, long I'm, as those two guys died, absolutely, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know... Unfortunately, there were people there that got caught in the crossfire, yeah. and one of them was like his friend, uh-huh. you know, um, that gets shot in the leg and ends up losing his leg. And so, you know, they arrest him, and Matthew McConaughey is his lawyer. Early uh, Matthew McConaughey. Too, oh, yeah. Man. Great role for me. We him should mention too. this is Joel Schumacher, too, who we've talked about before. He was the same guy who also did The Client. He did Falling Down. Mm-hmm. He did those two horrible Batmans, but I won't hold that yeah. against him. He did enough good movies to make up for it, Joel. Yeah. But, uh, and Kiefer, man, in a really, really fucked up, unredeemable character. In this Absolutely. Movie. He was like one of the like major KKK White guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I mean, the movie itself is just, you know, basically about the court case. But that revenge that he took on them early in the movie and like, you know, I mean, I can go through the trial and everything. But, you know, yeah. I, basically, I mean, do you want me to just give the ending real quick? Yeah, go for yeah. it. talk about it. So I'll tell you, the most powerful scene in the movie to me is the closing arguments where Matthew McConaughey yeah. is basically describing what happens to this girl. He tells everybody to close their eyes yeah. and everybody's thinking about this girl. And then he closes with now imagine she's white. And I, dude, I remember seeing this movie when I was like 16 and I started crying yeah. like, cause it was so powerful, you know? So 
he ends up getting off, um, you know, and he's he's freed of charges and everything like that. And like, it's a beautiful unity scene at the end and all that. And Kiefer. Like, remind me what happens well, to him. Was that at the end or was that earlier uh, in the movie where Kiefer sniped somebody outside the courtroom? Because there was a scene where he sniped him. That's right. That was earlier. That was earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, I remember that. And Sandra Bullock too. This was also she was one of fantastic. Her, one of her, also one of her first movies. I don't know if this was before Speed. It might have been. Oscar award winning Sandra Bullock. I, uh, well, later. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Blindside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, also, <laughs> Oliver Platt was great in it. Oliver yeah, Platt Oliver great in it. Yeah. And he just pretty much played like the same yeah. role drunk guy as he does in he Big Sound. Phenomenal. Play. And he's a yeah. Schumacher yeah. guy. Anyways. Ice Harvest, he played drunk yeah. guy. <laughs> Him and Kiefer are Schumacher guys because Kiefer's in a lot of Schumacher films. Uh-huh. Uh, Flatliners is another yeah. one that yeah. both Schumacher and, or uh, both Kiefer Oliver and Oliver Platt were in. Mm-hmm. So he. Likes to use the same guys, so yeah. So how does it ultimately end? It ends with him just getting off. Yeah, right? he yeah. in the end he, um, you which know, would never happen. Well, I, yeah, probably he not. Might get a but light, light sentence, but well, I mean, Matthew McConaughey's closing arguments, like, you know, it was just one of those things. Like, okay, I see the point now, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, no, in the end he gets off, you know, and they hopefully moves out of town. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he does not move out of town. He goes home and they're having a barbecue to like celebrate his freedom. Mm-hmm. And Matthew McConaughey and, um, is it is Charlize? No, I'm thinking no, of Devil's Advocate. Yeah, that's right. Um, they come and introduce their children together and yeah. their children start playing together. And, you know, it's kind of like this unity thing yeah. and, you know, it's healing for the community yeah. and, you know, happy ending, but yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great movie. Didn't they burn Matthew McConaughey's house down in this yeah. movie too? Yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, they do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know? there was some really kind of unredeeming stuff. Chris Cooper was in this movie playing a scumbag, right? And, uh, well, and there was the the guy who was Mickey Mouse, and he was the one who warned Matthew McConaughey's wife to get out of the house. Who's Mickey Mouse? <laughs> He's like the real Mickey Mouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, I think he turns out to be an undercover. Um, no, undercover Mickey Mouse. Undercover Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm totally confused about yeah. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> He's the guy who's the informant. He tells them when things oh, are about to oh, happen. Oh, I got you. Because they say, who is this? Who is this? And he just says, this is Mickey Mouse. And he has a tattoo of Mickey Mouse on his arm. So <laughs> Should have led with yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a great movie. It was a great book, too. And I remember uh, reading or seeing it shortly after I read the book. And it was a really good um kind of translation of the book to screen too yeah. much that you don't his, always get that his all his stuff is his like stuff that. does well yeah the yeah. firm the, the firm was really good the only uh, difference i saw difference. in the firm was he drove a bmw in the book and he drove a mercedes in the movie yeah that was like the only you difference paid I saw. attention i did because yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> michael crichton was another person i read tons around that same time too and they both grisham and crichton were like killing it with mm-hmm. every book that came yeah. out too all right, Dave, what do you got? All right, Revenge so us. when I think of revenge movies, this one always comes to the top of the list. And it came out, I was just an infant when it came out, the first one, uh, Death Wish. Oh, oh, yeah. I love the first three Death Wishes are amazing to me. I don't even remember number three, to be honest. Oh, number three was the one, dude. Really? That was the one with the Browning shotgun oh, and the yeah, Martin yeah, Balsam yeah, okay. and the red-headed guy that had the like two red lines down the top of his head and... Remember at the end, it was just the streets were like empty except for Charles Bronson walking through. He had that Mexican guy with the zip gun that was helping him. Yeah, number three was fun, man. But it was less of a. But he didn't get the, a real movie. But he got like the iconic shot of him with the three fifty seven Magnum right. wasn't until later on because in the first one he had a thirty eight. Yeah. Hmm. No. Yeah. He just had that like regular, Saturday Night Special yeah. type uh, gun. And Vincent Gardenio was the kind of the chief of police. And here's a fun fact: Guess who did the music? 
Oh, I don't know. Herbie Hancock. Interesting. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Herbie Hancock, man. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know. It, I wonder if he did any other movies. I don't. I think so. Huh. But it was very 70s porn star music. Almost. Oh, this had a very like, 70s feel. I mean, it was the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and this was... <laughs> John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock. <laughs> In 70s, New York was a scary place. Oh, my God. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It, the crime like, just kind of got elevated big time until uh, some people came in to like knock it out. But the vigilante kind of uh, theme was also a very popular one with uh, Dirty Harry. A lot of Dirty Harry was a big one. And yep. Death Wish was one too. But why don't you tell about the uh, the opening scene? Opening which is scene really with uh, Jeff what, Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. His naked ass. <laughs> so. It starts out. Actually, I think doesn't it start out with him and his wife are on vacation or something in Hawaii. Uh, possibly. Then they come back from Hawaii and he goes to work and his daughter and his wife go shopping. Yeah. And and like Jeff Goldblum and two other hooligans are like running around the store like throwing stuff. Yeah, you could tell they were complete jackasses and. One, and one thing, and you forget, they used to have uh, grocery delivery. They probably still do up there. In yeah, the well, now it's called Uber Eats. And Uber Eats. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Publix does. Yeah, they do delivery. a, uh, what do they call it? Shipped. I think it's. Oh, what is they that call what it is? It. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pick my food it's up. Good work, yeah, right? I do. How do they, know, do they to... know what kind of tomato I want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you get you you kind of rate it like you do Uber drivers. Once you find you get grocery for somebody, and you're like, oh, this guy knows how to pick some shit, and okay. then you just go to him. From now Maybe on. I should grocery shop for people. Yeah. Oh, I thought I know, of doing I know it, how but to pick some you got to use your own vehicle. And I was like, oh man, I killed my vehicle enough as it is. I don't need to kill it anymore. Yeah, but at least they're not riding. I got hired with Uber Eats. I forgot to tell you that. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got hired. I have the app and everything that you don't have to meet. You like take a picture of your uh, driver's license. You take a picture of your insurance, and then later that day, they said you're hired. It says just go on the app, and when you want to deliver, you deliver. So nice. I could do it right now if I wanted to. Hell yeah! But it's, it doesn't seem like it's worth it, and it's that whole killing your car. Yeah, and things weird shit happens like in the Death Wish. <laughs> so they, so the the three hooligans see the uh, address. On the groceries that this, these two women just bought, his wife and his daughter. Right. And they show up at his house, at their house. Yep. Almost like, uh, oh, what's that one Stanley Kubrick movie? Clockwork. Yeah, Orange. Clockwork. Clockwork Orange yeah, style. Yeah. That's the only part of that and, movie I've seen. Yeah. And beat up and rape the yeah. daughter. And, and rape and kill the mother. No, well, the mother dies in the hospital yeah. later. And the daughter just. And the daughter's like catatonic. Catatonic, yeah. Like in a, just a vegetative state. So Charles Bronson's like freaked out, and and, he, and it business, goes a little ways. Yeah, yeah, his business sends him to Arizona to work on a project to get him out of town, and he goes out there and he meets that cowboy guy. Yeah, that's where he got like, introduced to guns. Like, Go to the gun range with me, mm-hmm. and he went to the gun range, and and he had been in the war, but he was a conscientious objector because his dad was killed in a hunting accident, so he didn't really like guns. Like he's a medic in the war. Uh huh. But he was a good shot. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so he was leaving. He helped a guy get a housing development or something up. It's been a while since I've seen this. Yep. And so. I got you. When he, <laughs> uh, so when he was going back, the guy was like, oh, I got a present for you. And he yep. stuck it in his luggage. And he didn't know what it was. And finally got home. He opened it up. It was a 38. <laughs> nice. Try, try traveling with like yeah, a gun. Right? You yeah, right? You can put a gun in a checked bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess But you can. it can't have the magazine, can't be with it, and I don't think you yeah, can put bullets. there is rules. I think you have to, it has to be unloaded and locked and in a checked bag. Right. Yeah. 
but uh, not back then though. Not back then. <laughs> yeah. It's my carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I like to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel safe. If I'm flying into New York, you yeah. need to come and you gotta hit the ground yeah. running, man. <laughs> in seventies New York, I don't oh, know. Man. The, yeah, go look at the murder rate statistics for seventies New York. And uh yeah. So then he just ends up uh it's one thing after another. He just runs into a random mugging where he has to uh Step in. Yeah, someone. Well, for the first person he kills, someone pulls a gun on him when he's yep. just walking around. Yeah. And he turns around and shoots the guy. Then he gets a taste for it, really. Yeah. And the the uh, the town and the people in town loved him. Loved yeah. him for it. They were like, "This is what well, the, the murder rate like dropped right. in fifty yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what we've been wanting for people. There needs to be people like this who can kind of watch yeah. over the town because the police aren't doing their job. Right. So it but, reminds me of two things. Remember that Bernard gets. No, what's that? The guy that shot those three kids on the subway that tried to rob him. Oh, no. How long ago was that? That was in the 80s. Oh, no. no but not. dad's... Somebody that dad worked for, Enzo. I remember Enzo. He shot... Someone tried to rob... Two people tried to rob him yeah. in a telephone booth. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember He that. shot... Yeah, Both of them. He kept shooting though. He reloaded. He reloaded, <laughs> and and that's why he got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do remember that now. That's hilarious. What that's was the sad. other thing you said? Two things. Oh, the Bernard gets. Oh, the Bernard gets one. Yeah. One and he, well, I find it hard to pull. I mean, if somebody, if there was horrible crimes happening, I don't know if robbing somebody's a is a reason to get murdered for it. Yeah. But if you're threatening somebody's life with a exactly with a yeah weapon, if you're if you're you don't know what they're yeah. gonna do. To well, you. that's the double edged sword with like Florida stand your ground laws. You have cases like where that guy just happened to push that guy outside the convenience store and then he unloaded yeah. on him. And yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. This is, when you really think your life's in danger, though, I mean, it's one thing when you. you if, if yeah. you're avoiding it just because you don't want to get catch a beating or a beating, yeah, a, a lot of people need to learn the art of just getting into a a fist fight. These well, days. that's why yeah. you know? I mean I. I never was a fighter growing up. Yeah. And I've been in a couple of scuffles only because the people where I with ran their mouth off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got, I got drawn into them yeah. and never really had to hit anybody or hurt anybody and never really got hurt. Yeah. But you were never worried about someone. And no. this was only in the, this was in the 90s and I didn't worry about no, somebody no pulling a gun or a yeah. knife. Yeah. Now you, it's Nowadays, you can't even get I out of your mouth. You expect it. I'm not mouthing off the Anybody. Especially yeah. behind the wheel, because people get angry yeah. behind the wheel oh, more than anything. It turns you into different people when you're behind that wheel, of that car, man. You I, get that, like, yeah. Uh, you get like almost like beer goggles. You get that uh, that bravery. Yeah, kind of ten thing. foot tall and bulletproof, yeah. man. And I know in uh, in Jersey, you can't even get out of your car. Uh, if there's if there's an incident on the road, if you get out of your car, you could get uh, held accountable just really? for leaving your vehicle. Oh wow! So I mean, that makes sense. It does because it, it and it's good because it keeps people kind of from going nuts. I mean, I see videos all the time of people getting out of their cars and smashing someone's uh, window with like a baseball bat yeah. and whatever. And I remember just, people don't know how to use those traffic circles down here. Oh yeah, 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 and I was in one, and some lady was just like, just was gonna go yeah. right through and. Sh- I literally had to drive up onto the interior grass of the circle. Yeah. Wow. And I flipped her off and she stopped her car in front of me and started screaming and yelling at me. Yeah. Like I did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you almost fucking hit me. Yeah. And I was like, I was in the traffic. Zone. Yeah. You pulled out in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yielded. I've always wanted to, like, I've always wanted to get like six people. 
and just have everybody drive in the traffic just keep, and just keep driving around and around and around. <laughs> and then when you see which direction the police are coming, you just go the other way. <laughs> you got a lot of free time. <laughs> what I like I'm friends with a lot of free time. <laughs> what I like about Death Wish is Vincent Gardino, who a lot of people know as uh, Mr. Mushnik from uh, oh. from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, he's yeah. the, he's the policeman yep. who's kind of... He, He's not totally uncool with <laughs> with Charles Bronson doing this. Mm-hmm. He he does want to catch him yeah. and kind of stop him, but he kind of understands. And at the very end of the movie, he he lets him go. The guy that know? find the gun at the end of the movie is the Christopher Guest. Oh, really? Yeah, I young forgot Christopher about that. Guest. Huh. Totally forgot about yep. that. That's interesting. Uh, and like number three, it was the same cop. You know the uh, the cop. Who played Ed Lauer is his name. He was the cop that actually was walking down the street shooting with Charles Bronson. Did they ever get any of the three original? At what? The three original? I don't think so. I, th- I don't think he I ever think, did. And that, yeah. that might be a, one of the occasions on these <laughs> lists here where he never revenge. got his revenge on the actual people. Huh. But he did save a lot of lives yeah. and a lot of uh, people in, in town, especially in the in the later ones, too. So Yeah, Death Wish is a great one. They just redid it. I haven't seen it yet. The Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis one? Yeah. Might be good. I don't know. I know Elizabeth. I, saw it. I mean, the premise was good. Was good? Yeah, 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 I thought it was good. Because remember, we had talked about it previously, yeah. and then I ended up watching the remake and saying, like, I thought it was great. Elizabeth Shue was in it. Uh, the adventure of babysitting girl I guess she was the wife who got killed at the mm-hmm. beginning so I guess she didn't last long but I mean it makes sense that they would redo it it's the they had to push it off though because remember there was uh, when it was supposed to be released in the theater oh, happened. something happened oh, uh, really? in the news and they delayed Trayvon it by Martin like a month I don't been. know if that was that time period or not maybe all right, so my number five, and this was a fabulous one, was 2005's Hard Candy. Ooh. Have you ever seen Hard I Candy? I haven't. I, you've been mentioning it, and but I haven't Hard Candy seen it. is one of those movies. That Ellen you, Page? Uh, Ellen Page and Patrick Wilson. Basically, other than that, it's, uh, what's the Asian girl from uh, Grey's Anatomy? I can't remember her name. Uh, Damn, I can't remember. I, I knew it. And she's from uh, Sideways. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh. Yeah, Sandra Oh. It was basically three people in the whole movie. Uh, and it starts off, and it, it was very misleading how the movie goes, too. So you've got Ellen Page playing like a 14-year-old who meets Patrick Wilson, who is in his late 30s at a coffee shop. And it, the movie starts with oh, their, she meets him online. <laughs> she meets him online. That's how the then movie starts. The movie starts shop. with their interaction online, just uh-huh. the text messages right or the, the instant messages yeah. on the screen. Yeah. And you're probably already like, all right, where's this movie going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some very subtle, <laughs> like crazy uh, pedophilia, uh, pedophilia type uh, uh. kind of feel going on here. And then when you see Patrick Wilson, he does... Like Ellen Page is eating a piece of chocolate cake when they meet, and he he puts his finger on her lip. That she asks him, "You want a, t- a bite of the uh, the chocolate cake? You want to try some?" And she he's like, "Sure." And he just reaches across and wipes his finger across her lip that had the chocolate on it, stuck it in his mouth. And you're like, "Oh God, this guy's Ugh, a scumbag!" Dude. Yeah. And you find out that he's a photographer. And they talk about, oh, I, I'm glad we met here. It'd be inappropriate to meet at my house. Cut to five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> they're, at, they're at the house. Right. And. Uh, she pours him. Uh, he pours him a drink, or he pours her a drink, and she's like, "No, I, I, I'm taught never to kind of drink anything that yeah. somebody else poured." Which me is and great and advice. He, he's like, "Oh, I get it. I understand. If you want, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out, and you can fill it up yourself from the other room and everything." Right. So she fills her drink up and everything, and they uh, start talking. And he's lo- she's looking around his place, and he's got pictures of beautiful women all over the walls and everything. And he's talking about his photography and everything like that. And you can, it's just a little bit unsettling, but not really unsettling at the moment. Yeah. And then uh, he starts 
uh, taking pictures of her, and all of a sudden he's feeling a little woozy, and then he drops. Oh shit! And you realize you thought he was the predator, right? But she's the predator. Oh fuck! <laughs> and he wakes up completely tied up. Oh and damn! She he, she's like why for good would you reason have, though. Yeah, yeah, but you don't realize it yet. But he she was like, why are you inviting a fourteen year old to your house? He said, you're thirty five. You can't find women your own age and this and that. Yeah. And, uh, Everybody's cheering for her at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and so she's searching his house for everything, and you don't know what she's looking for. And she's uh, she starts searching around his house. She's like, you know, I, I I can't find any porn around here. I can't find anything. So I, I'm assuming you have a hiding place. Why don't you just tell me where it is, and it'll go a lot easier. And yeah, he's just like, fuck you, you know, get, right. uh, un untie me and everything, and uh, I'll let you go home, and we'll go our separate ways. And she's like, no, that's not how this is going to work and everything. She eventually finds a safe in uh-huh. the floor uh-huh. under these, like, decorative rocks. So she's uh, – and she's just like – and he, she's already exposing – like, she's done research on this guy uh, and everything. So she's like uh, – why don't you give me the combination? He's like, I'm not going to give it to him. And she's like, well, could it be your ex-girlfriend's kind of uh, the, the date of your anniversary or this and that? And she's trying all these different combinations. Uh-huh. And uh, you can see him starting to sweat in the chair. And she's like, maybe it's the day you broke up. Or, uh, and then she puts it in and click. And oh, shit. And she reaches in there. And they don't show what she finds first. And she's like, this is sick. She's like, why do you have this in here? Why do you have this in here? And he's like trying to defend himself. And it turns out... He's got a photo of a girl that just went missing a few weeks earlier oh, that shit. she was friends with at school. Oh wow! And he he says, "I don't know what you're talking about." It's just her picture is in your safe, dude. He yeah. says, "Why is this in here?" And he he won't confess, won't say anything, and everything. And she she's like, "Well, if you're not going to tell me," he says, "I'm going to have to take uh, things in my own hands." Mm-hmm. And he ends up uh, she ends up drugging him, and he passes out again. Uh-huh. When he wakes up, he's on a table. Spread eagle. Yeah. Dexter no, style. No pants on. Yeah, I figured that was coming. <laughs> no no pants on, and she's wearing scrubs. Oh, and fuck. she's got her laptop open and everything. Mm. And she <laughs> saw like, this in a cartoon she's once. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, do you know how easy a, uh, a castration really is? Yeah. And so she takes her time with this, too. Mm. And she's, uh, she's like, sit still, sit still. You know, this is my first time doing it. I've done a lot of research and everything, but I'm not oh sure if I could God. do it right. And she, at first, she's like icing his, his junk yeah. with some. She's like, can you feel anything? And he, like, moves everything. Oh, he says, you're still a little tender down there. He says, we'll wait a little longer and everything. She, she leaves the room, and he's trying to get loose, and he can't get loose. And then, feel then, she, starts, yeah. then she starts the application. She, he is begging for his life, man. He I is, bet, like, dude. screaming his head off. And uh, she's hitting him with, like, the, uh, what is that? That Not like a taser, but like a stun gun and mm-hmm. everything to shut him up. And yeah. she's like, if you make any more noise, I'm just going to start cutting away. Oof. And you need to stay still and everything. I need to stop the bleeding. And she, you can see bloods all over her hands and everything. Ah. Do you feel anything? And yeah. this and that. And then she ends up leaving the room. And <laughs> he ends up getting loose. Uh-huh. And he reaches down, and you realize she didn't do it. Right. She's, she was just fucking with him yeah. the whole time. And uh, <laughs> so then he he grabs a knife and starts looking around the uh, house for it. And then he ends up uh, she ends up attacking him and knocking him into the bathtub and stuns the hell out of him until he's all wheezy, uh, wheezy and everything. And Woozy? Huh? Weezy. I thought Weezy. she was in the Jefferson. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she, he's, he's kind of out of it. Uh, and uh, 
you you think she calls the police, but what she actually does is call his ex girlfriend to oh, come shit. over to the house, uh-huh. and it freaks him the fuck out because he's like, "I've got all this stuff uh, on you and everything," and she's gonna find this, and he take uh, she runs up to the roof of the house, and I. Uh, he goes up there with her and everything, and there's already a noose that's up there. And she's like, you got one opportunity. I've, I've called your ex-girlfriend. She's going to come here. She's going to realize how much of a total scumbag you are. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell. Uh, you're gonna confess to me, and then I'll allow you to kill yourself. And then I'm going to go downstairs, and I'll wipe it all clean, and they'll never huh. find out what you did and everything. And at that point, he reveals, he's like, I didn't kill her. Yeah. I just watched. Oh, fuck. And she, she's like, I already know. I know you weren't the killer. I know it was some other guy because I've done this to him already. Oh, shit. She's already killed the other guy. Yeah. And now she's here for him. And you didn't realize that was what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's awesome. And he, he's so distraught. He puts uh, that uh, noose around his neck and he's like, you're going to get rid of all this stuff. He's like, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. Yeah. And he just steps off the house. Damn. And he's hanging there and everything and she runs over and she looks and she says, or not. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why would you? Yeah, 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 absolutely, she like yeah. dips off and just ducks down and rolls down to the woods and just walks away. You can hear sirens showing up and everything. You're like, oh, that's my awesome. God, man. It's, yeah. it's just they so rewarding. So many sequels with her just cleaning up. Yeah, yeah cleaning up the town. Yeah, man. Same with like Death Wish, you know? I mean, there was at least four of those. Yeah, the fourth one was horrible, though. She could spend a lifetime in Florida. Hard Candy, too. But this was Ellen Page before she became huge. So I think she was like 19 playing 14. Was but Juno this was, was, this was before it. This was before outbreak Juno. Hit. Juno and Inception. And uh, what was the other one she was huge in, too? Oh, the roller blading one or the roller derby one. Was big with her in it too. She's great. I love uh, Ellen Page. You could. She was one of those young actresses. You could tell early on that she was going to be the shit. To be able to come in here and do like a basically a, a movie with two people, role. like an adult role like this, right. and pull it off and scare the shit out of people. Yeah, because you're watching this and you're like, huh. I mean, you can comfortably watch it because most of us are not pedophiles. Yeah, right. And don't yeah, have to worry about this yeah. not suddenly <laughs> happening to us. Uh, but. She comes in and she knocks it out of the park, man. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great movie. So, what do you got there for your? All right, number four: uh, Antonio Banderas, Ooh. Selma Hayek, Ooh. Quentin Tarantino, Ooh. Danny Trejo. I know where this is going. Uh, and Steve Buscemi, Desperado. He said Steve Buscemi like he wasn't the shit. Well, I, I, yeah, well, I, I was just I didn't want to leave him off. I love his speech in this movie too, when he's talking about. Uh, about him walking towards them and you think the shadows are gonna break but the shadows are like follow him around and yeah completely shadowed through the whole thing i saw this in the theater man i Did haven't you? seen it in a long time but i've seen it in the i haven't seen this in a very long time yeah but i know that opening scene where he's at the bar and he's yeah. telling everybody about it and you know he kind of really prepped everyone to like be scared absolutely when he yeah showed up too. absolutely yeah. and uh because he know. was in on it with him right oh yeah that's what yeah. it was yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it'll come to me when you're talking about right it. all right uh, so set up the premise there okay so um um, first of all, it's the second in the series. El Mariachi was the first one. And I should mention, too, no, Robert Rodriguez. Uh, no, that was, That's, you're thinking of Johnny Depp in the third one, which yeah. is uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is also good. That scene with Johnny Depp when he was completely blind, just yeah. going wild out yeah. there with his guns. He was, was he was the star of that, oh, yeah. that third one, in my opinion. Yeah. Because uh, El Mariachi was great, but if you don't know, uh, that was done by 23-year-old Robert Rodriguez for seven grand. Yeah. So it got a lot of independent filmmakers like, holy shit, we could do this. Yeah, well, Tarantino <laughs> Yeah, was Tarantino. Like, that's know, yeah. one of the things, too. It, basically, Richard Linkletter doing Slackers, Kevin Smith doing Clerks, mm-hmm. and uh, Robert Rodriguez doing El Mariachi gave a lot of filmmakers yeah. a lot and of... And people even throw that... Uh, 
that horror movie. Oh, a lot of horror movies. With the uh, one Evil in the Dead. woods? Evil no, Dead. the one in the woods. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Yeah, Blair but Witch that's still, Blair Witch was $300,000. Oh, yeah. was it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know how the hell they, yeah. why they needed that much that's money. That's insane. But, th- I mean, we which is still. We could have done that for five grand. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, our budget for Project Threshold was three or four or five or ten times more than yeah. El Mariachi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then El Mariachi was seven grand and Desperado was seven million. Yeah. So, and it was basically, I don't know if it was a retelling of it or it was, I think it was it in kind the same of, universe type of I thing. I think it was kind of the same story. Like, it was almost like a remake for I, America. I don't remember El Mariachi. I know I saw it back in the day, but I can't it's remember It's very, very similar. Yeah. Um, and Bunch that's, of no names, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so basically, you know, Steve Buscemi has gone into this bar. Cheech Marin is the bartender. Yeah. And I love how Cheech Marin is the bartender in every movie. Like, yeah. Like that this guy does, um, and so it doesn't matter if he gets killed. Except he works the door in, uh, well, in Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, so I was gonna say this is sounding very Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, well, right? that's also Robert Regas. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he, like you said, he's prepped everybody in the bar for this, you know, just gunslinging, you know, killer mariachi guy who walks around with a guitar case, but instead of a guitar in there, there's guns in there. So badass guns. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So. Here he comes, Antonio Banderas walks into the the bar holding his, you know, guitar case. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, you know, everybody sees him in there. And so after just a couple of seconds, they're like, let us see the case. You know what I mean? Let us see what's in the case. And he's like, it's just my guitar, you know. And so he opens the case. And I loved this, you know. He opens the case and there's the guitar in there. And they're like, okay. And so they all turn around and he like taps the guitar in a certain way. And the shelf just opens up, and there's oh, yeah. all these guns, and he just starts bam, 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 bam. And why was he doing this? Because, uh, and I forget who the bad guy is, but they, it's the guy who played Salazar from uh, Twenty Four. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, he killed Antonio Banderas's wife, yeah. and he was a mariachi, and he shot him in the left hand so that he wouldn't be able Whoa. to play anymore. Um, so he was coming back to get revenge, and everybody thought he, you know, <laughs> for his wife of the hand thing, <laughs> probably a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> this was um, for my wife, and this was for my hand. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but also, you know, um, Tarantino's in that scene. It's <laughs> scene, the story he tells. Oh yeah, where he's like, he pisses on the bartender, he pisses on the yeah. bar, he pisses everywhere. Yeah, that was a great funny moment. Yeah, that's what Quentin's great for. You know, he comes in and he delivers that like great comedic type of thing. Yeah, he does yeah, his thing. and. He, uh, you know, so like all this shootout is going on. Well, it's going on in the like in the bar and in the back office. They have like a closed circuit television, you know, and the guy's like, what the fuck is that going on right now? (laughs) And, you know, and like for some reason or another, I think they think that uh, Quentin Tarantino is like turned on them or something and they just. Wow! Shoot him in the head. Yeah. You know, um, and it's just a super great action movie. And I she mean, he mentioned the um, Selma. Yeah, Selma yeah. Hayek. Yeah, she was really good because they get connected at some point. Wasn't it Salazar's girlfriend or something? I think so. Yeah, yeah. but he, he had like up, kidnapped her. I yeah, think. so she was all for being with him, and she was like on board with everything. And, right. And yeah, didn't it all? It ultimately came down to just like some crazy firefight where he was like shooting through the. Uh, the guitar cases wasn't yeah. there like yeah remember he was he was actually holding the gar- guitar cases from his side but yeah. he could actually fire them without opening the cases well uh, that might have been the second one really though, I thought it was the first one because in the second one he calls in like his his band members yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, yeah. all have different yeah they cases, all have them I think you know? he still had it in this one he though. may have yeah. though he may have uh-huh. um, but and yeah. Danny Trejo was great in this movie too man. so this awesome. might have been the first movie 
movie people had seen. That's him the in. first thing I saw him in. I know he was Maybe in other stuff. Younger. Yeah, I'd have to look up his IMDb page. Yeah, but, uh, but, but that, back then during that time, he got big quick. And it, I mean, it was that tattoo on his yeah, chest. Yeah, it was. You dude. could recognize like, him everywhere. Everywhere. The bartender. You know? He was the bartender in From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Who turned into that badass vampire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Danny Trejo, you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, Danny Trejo. And yeah. like I, you know, and I won't. I've never seen Machete. You know that. Are you serious? I've never seen it. Oh, I've seen Machete yeah. and Machete too. Yeah, that's why I was saying. I'm Machete pretty sure I own space. it. I just haven't seen it yet. Mm. Uh, I knew it was some one of those movies I like because I like all Robert Rodriguez movies. Yeah, and I love the kind of how that start the infancy of how it started <laughs> with the uh, uh, joke trailers. Yeah, with the Planet Terror. Yeah, like that. right. Which I, that's another great Robert Rodriguez movie. Is Planet Terror. Love mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, yeah Desperado Man. Great yeah, movie. check out the uh, I. Don't remember the Once Upon a Time in Mexico as well, but I do remember all the Johnny Depp stuff. And yeah. I do love the Johnny Depp stuff. Absolutely. He was really good at that. the fake arm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. You have to rewatch both those, man. Or even the third one, that I, or even uh, all three of them, including El Mariachi, because yeah. it's impressive what he was able to do with such little money for that movie. Yeah. So much so that they just said, here, take seven, seven million, seven million yeah. and do what you can. <laughs> <laughs> I made it for two and yeah. five. Exactly. <laughs> what you got, Dave? All right, so this... Revenge movie is actually the bad guy getting revenge for somebody that wronged him. Oh, interesting. And it's Cape Fear. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really great one, man. <laughs> Cape Fear, it, I forgot how jacked oh, Robert yeah. De Niro was Huge, movie, man. man. Huge. It's probably the most jacked he'd he ever been. Jacked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he was one, probably one of his creepier roles. Ex Katie. Yeah. And, and this was um, a remake. This was a remake yep. with uh, Gregory Peck, Gregory Peck and, and uh, Robert Mitchum. R- Robert Mitchum, that's yep. right. And they were both in this movie. They both did cameos in yep. this. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't realize that. Gregory Peck played the shady lawyer, and uh, Robert Mitchum played, like, uh, Nick Nolte's lawyer. And the lawyer. guy from Fletch was the co- one of Yeah, the- Joe Don Baker. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> He's he one like of the sort Yeah, he, <laughs> he was the guy that died in, uh, when De Niro was dressed up like the maid. Yeah. Oh, slit yeah. his throat in yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. Oh. Juliette Lewis, she was amazing in this. Yeah. She won an, uh, or she was nominated for an Oscar for this. Was she? Uh, yeah, she was really good. Jessica Lange, Nick Nolte, I don't know who else, but those are the Their main girl heavies. that gets her. Oh, like, Eliana Douglas, face cut off, nose like, cut off, cheek bit cheek off, bit off. That's right. Oh. Bit her cheek off and spit it on the ground. Oh, that was so horrible. I love Eliana. Come Douglas, out, so. come out wherever you yeah. are. So many great <laughs> Hey, counselor. Yeah. He had a crazy accent too, yeah. you know, and he pulled it off. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was just really good. Remember laughing in the theater with smoking the cigar. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> almost like the penguin. It was. He was very much. But uh, he, so uh, Nick Nolte was his lawyer. Yeah, and hid some evidence that would have. Yeah, he was a shot. Rapist. His, he was a scumbag. He was a scumbag rapist. rapist, but he. He, he had some evidence on one of the victims that would have discredited her yeah. testimony or something, and he would have gotten off. So Nick Nolte, knowing that guy was a scumbag, yeah, didn't uh, didn't it. turn yeah, buried, the, it. buried yep. it, yeah. And what's his name? Uh, Robert De Niro went to jail. What was his name in the Max Cady? Max Cady went to jail for fourteen years. And those scenes where he's doing like the push ups yeah. in jail. And yeah, he, yeah. I don't know if I should like, read them or uh, remember that one line when uh, Robert Mitchum saw him. He says, "I don't know if we should arrest him or read him." Tattoos. Yeah, yeah. It was really great. And this was you should mention. This is uh, Scorsese too. You that mentioned. Did this. <laughs> <laughs> <Scorsese>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it was great. And then it was systematically just fucking with him. Yeah, the whole movie and, yeah. and, he, and with and he his was family, good at it too. You know? Yeah, he yeah. was really Almost good at like, staying within the law. Yeah, like, he actually got a restraining order against Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I like it at the end. He's like, I'm pretty sure you violated that 500 yards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like hit him with the rock. Oh man, the most uncomfortable scene to me. Uh, oh, I know what one you uh, talk about. Yeah. Was the scene in the high school? Yeah, where, when he comes uh, out of the where maybe he, I'm the big bad wolf. Yeah, because he kind of came in and Julie. Juliet Lewis thought he was the drama teacher, right? And so he has this great uncomfortable. Can I put my arm around you? Yeah. And then she sucks his thumb. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh my god, god, this creep. Especially since we know how horrible a person he is. Yeah. Or in the scene where he drives up to Jessica Lange with the uh, the dog collar. Oh, that that's you know right. He had killed his dog. That's right. And ah, uh, so bad. never want to piss me off towards a character in a movie. Have him murder a pet. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's John why. Wick. Yeah. No, it's true. And I've always known that doing movies ourselves is you kill an animal, you kill a kid, man. You're yeah. going to lose your audience unless that's your intention Goal, to, yeah. uh, to do it. Yeah. I should have put Silent Dove on this movie. Blowing yeah. Mind, <laughs> you still can. I still can. Yeah, we did a movie called Silent Dove, which was a uh, fantastic revenge movie about a female assassin who gets screwed over by the people she works with. And uh, they kill her father, and uh, yep, they frame her. Well, they you screw. Sometimes that happens with revenge movies. You know, you screw over the wrong person, yep. and you don't realize the repercussions that are going to. Uh, I got all of those. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that was a great one again, all the way down to that great scene. Whenever I, mean, I think the, of Cape la- Fear, the end sequence oh, from the time he gets on the boat on the, on the river of Cape yeah. Fear. That's where the name till the time. Come from. Yeah, till the time that Robert De Niro drowns. Yeah. And he's, he was drowning he found the uh, like uh, speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. He was like Pentecostal or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, he told that story. Remember, he's holding the flare. Yeah. Dad, oh, my, that's right. My that's dad right. used to raise rattlesnakes. rattlesnakes yeah. and my grandmother used to drink moonshine and do all this. And the the wax is of, like the wax pouring is over his hand Jeez. and everything. Whenever I think Cape Fear, I think uh, the Simpsons with uh, Sideshow Bob. Oh yeah! Hides underneath the car and goes all the way to the, yeah. uh, the river where the Simpsons are. Really good uh, parody of this, but yeah, Cape Fear. If you watch this, check out the original too because it's also just as good to see some uh, some old school heavies kind of take on the subject. Really good. All right, for me, I've got. Uh, I'm gonna get this one out of here because it's a uh, it's a great old school horror movie, but it's also difficult. There's there's a couple of those '70s horror movies that when you immediately mention. Last House on the Left comes to mind. Yeah. The Wes Craven one, which is kind of difficult. I think this one is also more difficult, but I love the uh, – it's a lot more satisfying. And uh, what's interesting about this movie – But you had to go through a bunch of stuff watching it. Yeah, to, to get to that point. So this is 1978's I Spit on Your Grave. Uh-huh. And this was a movie when it initially came out, a lot of women were like picketing against it. And then when it came out and a lot of women had seen it, they were like, wow, this is a woman in power in uh-huh. movie more than anything else. And it was actually originally named Day of the Woman. And uh, it, it was a very simple story about this woman who's going to this kind of small log cabin in the woods just to do writing and everything. And she ends up coming across this group of people at this shady little gas station. I always worry about the shady <laughs> little gas station in the horror movies. And you've got, you've got four guys there. One of them's kind of a simpleton guy where the other guys are like teasing. One of the guys works at the gas station and they ask where she's going and they tell her where she's going. Never and tell they, them where you're going. Yeah. yeah, right? I'm going the other way. And yeah. so yeah. They, they kind of scope her out and they drive by on the power boat to see where she's living. And uh, while she's out there uh, one day, they take the boat aground and uh, they end up raping her. And they rape her for, I mean, 
they they carry the, the scene the first hour of the movie well it was yeah it's it's it's, it's about uh and it's an old school movie so it's uh it's not as uh you could tell that it's very indie style mm-hmm. done but they like two of them rape her in the woods and then she ends up crawling back completely naked covered in blood to the house right and she's like dragging herself across the floor to grab the phone and then you realize they're in her house oh, fuck. and then they start it over again oh, and fuck. they end up raping her again and then when they leave the house they they want the simpleton guy to go back in and kill her they give him the knife and they were like and uh you go back in there you kill her and this is what's going to happen he goes back in there and he he loses his nerve and he actually just takes the knife and kind of uh, rub some of the blood that was already on her on the knife so they think she kills her uh-huh. or that he killed her and go back he goes back and says I killed her and they were like oh good boy and they yeah. just take off and everything and like two weeks go by she doesn't leave the house she stays there because she's she wants to get her revenge on these guys hmm. but two weeks go by and they're wondering where the hell is he why aren't we hearing about what's happened Better it's been two weeks yeah. but the, if there's a dead body in there people should be complaining about the smell and this and that right and uh, two of them drove drive by in the motorboat and she's just sitting there on the hammock reading and they were like what the hell is going on uh-huh. and they uh, decide to send that uh, that simpleton guy out there to uh, kill her and she starts using kind of uh, she kind of using her wiles to uh to lure these guys in right so she ends up uh that guy comes up uh comes to her house to kill her and she's wearing this like sleek like negligee and like walks through the woods and gets her to come into the woods and everything and uh lays down the ground and lets him kind of come to her and when he when he's on top of her slips a noose on his neck and just ends up pulling him and it's already strung up over the branch of the tree mm-hmm. and like hangs this guy Hell yes. from the trees and you're like all right yeah this is exactly awesome. yeah so and it's on yeah. and i really wish watching this movie that they ended with the really bad guy who is the the really kind of main uh kind of instigator he gets, of this whole he gets it second instead oh, of wow, like okay. uh fourth right. which one was he uh, the bathtub or the he was oh, the bathtub okay. one and this is what most people remember from my spit on your grave because it's really difficult to watch but it's also so, so a satisfying lot of, there's a lot of castration on this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well the first one was just a oh, that's right. <laughs> this, this one actually happened oh, so she literally gets in the tub with this guy and you and he she's giving him like a hand job and uh she why she's doing it he's got his head back she reaches outside the tub and lifts up this uh um blanket and underneath the blanket or a towel underneath the towel is this most vicious looking knife it's yeah. got like a curve to it and it's rusty as hell oh, and everything and she puts it in the water and everything and she makes this movement with her hand and this sound Ooh, effect and mm. and he was like oh man that every guy in the theater went yeah. yeah and his line was that felt so good that it hurt and then all of a sudden Fuck. Blood starts pouring up, and yeah. she steps out of the tub and locks the door and everything. Yeah. And he stands up, and you—he's got his like dick in his hand, and he's—you could tell that he's got the effect in his hand. Yeah. And he's—he's he's pressing down on it, so blood is spewing out of it. Oh man. And basically, she she gets out of the room. She puts on a record. She just sits back in the rocking chair and just mm-hmm. listens to him like bleed to death, bleed to death, yeah. and screaming and yelling and trying to get out the door. And when she opens the door, it looks like something from our first movie, Sweet Sorrow. Remember we we <laughs> just plastered, we the, whole, plastered yeah. the whole room with blood. So she has to clean it up and everything. And then it comes down to getting these last two guys, and it's on the motorboat. She's she gets this one guy on the motorboat uh, that she's on and uh, pushes him off, and he can't swim. She takes a boat. She's like spinning around him and everything. And then the other, the uh, the other guys on the shore, and she, he uh, 
axe. He's got an axe in his hand. He ends up throwing the axe at her, and it misses her, but lands in the boat. And she keeps spinning around and everything, and he gets in the water to save the other guy. And uh-huh. while he's in the water, she, she uh, drives by him and takes the axe and, boom, buries it in his back. Fuck yeah. And he ends up falling in the water and everything. And she slows the boat down real slowly, kind of backs it up to that one guy who's just desperately trying to be able to swim in Canton. He's, yeah. he's holding on to the motor. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the only place you can tell what's coming in. Bad you, idea. you can totally tell what's going on and everything. And she stops the motor and everything. And then when he's talking, right when you think she's going to let him on, she rips that motor and then the rudder just tears him apart nice. and the credits roll you're like yes that's awesome <laughs> so yeah. it really was if you can get through the first uh, part knowing that uh, she's gonna get some super satisfying revenge on these scumbags it's actually a pretty good uh, 70s uh, kind of horror flick so that's what I got hell yeah that's a good one what you got man uh, Denzel Washington Dakota Fanning oh I already know what this is Man on Fire love Man on Fire yeah. great Tony Scott film man before he died He's like really security officer and to in Mexico. meant to guard like a, a rich guy's kid, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. He's like okay. a mercenary. I've seen this. Yeah. And uh, it did not make Mexico City look good. No. <laughs> not at all. Well, there's a reason. To yeah, yeah, no shit. They, these people, the, these it's all security specialists. It's Americans. Yeah, they, they, this exists. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like kidnapping. And remember that Russell Crowe one, Pure for Life? Yeah, I forgot about that one. That's oh, yeah. the one that was with, with uh, Meg, Ryan, Meg Ryan. I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm thinking of Body of Lies. Body of Lies. Mm. Yeah, Proof of Life. I don't remember Proof that one. She, he, they kidnapped her husband. Remember, and they brought like Cuba him in. or something, right? It, or Costa Rica. Oh uh, yeah. No place is safe. I know, right? That's why I just <laughs> wow. stay in Florida. Yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere in, during this administration. No, dude. fuck no. Dude. And this is when Dakota Fanning was like the cutest little kid yeah, in the no, world. This is a she was great another actress that you could tell even yeah. early, early on. She did that great one with Brittany Murphy, with her and Brittany Murphy hmm. were together. I think uh, she was the president's daughter, and Brittany Murphy was like hanging out with her or something. I can't remember. That I don't huh. remember. Yeah, but she was good early on. Yeah. And I mean, so Denzel Washington is obviously kind of like a burnt out mercenary. Yeah. Um, he's taken this job, and I'm pretty sure it's like, is it, it's not Mickey Rourke that gets it for him. Um, Mickey Rourke's the bad guy. Um, I didn't even know Mickey Rourke was in this. Yeah, yeah he's the remember. he's the bad guy. He works with the kidnappers. And, wow. you know, I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah, there's one scene I remember super well. But go ahead. Oh, I'll okay. tell you about it when we get there. It's the under the underpants. Puts, yeah, yeah, <laughs> puts a bomb in someone's yeah, yeah, yeah. ass. Yeah, <laughs> ass bomb. Yeah, ass bomb. Yeah. Um, and so you know he takes the job and he's watching after her and I can't remember her name, like character name. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell he's very, very distant. You know, yeah. he's like this you is, can tell where this is going. I mean, watching it, you're like right. he's kind of a hardened guy that she finally breaks through his shell and gets him talking. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, one day they're on their way to school. And somebody kidnaps her, you Snatches know, it's like a, her, yeah. a group of people. And there's, I think there's even like a firefight. Like I'm pretty yeah, sure he kills there. a couple of the people. I think so too. Um, and she's just gone, yeah. you know, she's just gone. And there's really nothing you can do other than pay these people. And, yeah. you know, and it's the same group over and over and everybody knows who they are, but they also know that if you pay them, they'll give you back your family member yeah. and they take out kidnapping insurance on yep. their family. That's such a thing, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's so crazy. Um, so that you can pay oh, the ransom. Oh, you want to live there? <laughs> yeah, right? No kidding. Um, and so they they call in the police and everything. The police say, hey, listen, this is what your insurance is for. You're going to pay them this money. We're going to get your kid back. Everything's going to be fine. So they do the exchange. And, um, you know, like, basically, something gets messed up. I think the cops 
get seen or something like that, and the drop goes awry. So yeah. they take the money, and they still have PETA is her name. Um, they still have PETA, and um, so Denzel's ba- got to go to work, right? So yeah, so Denzel's <laughs> basically got to find. And he out. doesn't give a shit. He's like, I don't care what else happens. Yeah. I'm going to get her. Back. And and that's where you like and my life, even my life for her is. Type it's of very well, it's you, trash yeah. can trash can man. Yeah, it's, well, it's also very equalizer. Like his character yeah. flopped yeah. to just like, oh, you just fucked with the wrong person. It is very you know? equalizer. He plays that character really well. Yeah, um, well, he just does, you know, yeah. and so. Basically, he's like, okay, well, the police aren't going to do shit. I'm going to find her. Yep. And he just goes from person to person, yep. just killing everybody. In brutal ways, like the ass bomb. And I was just yeah. going to say, why don't you, because I know you like that scene. Why well, he like wakes, he he like wakes up and not realizes what Denzel's already done to him. Right. You know, he and uh, he wants information from him. And even once he gets the information from me, he's got that great scene where he walks away from him. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in the trailer, well, but you don't know what that explosion is from. someone's tied to the steering wheel? Another guy and oh maybe yeah off. oh yeah. I forgot with about the, that scene yeah. I haven't seen this in a while the, that was a great one trimming shears yeah he just had his fingers taped upwards extended yeah, yeah. and was just clipped yeah no and you could uh, tell like you know I'll he tell was, you whatever you want I see those yeah. clippers yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and that's the thing is you can tell like he was also he must have been an interrogation specialist yeah, because yeah. you know he's got a background that you don't but, know about right if you've given up on consequences Morals, it's pretty easily yeah. to figure out what's the way to get people yeah, absolutely cutting, so cutting stuff off is probably the number one so he he gets a hold of the president of the organization mm-hmm. that kidnaps people and he straps him to the hood of this car and all, all he has on is boxer shorts now my gumdrop buttons <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so Denzel's like, okay, look, you know, you're going to tell me what you want to know. And he's like, look, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Like, this was just business. It wasn't personal. And he's like, you know, I keep hearing that from everybody. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so let me tell you this. And he said, you see what this is? <coughs> he's like, this is a device that prisoners use to smuggle contraband up their ass into prison, you know? And he's like, you see this? This is a receiver for an explosive. You know what I mean? And he's like, and this is the trigger for this explosive. And he goes... And what you feel in your ass right now is that, you know? And so dude realizes, oh, fuck, he's got a bomb in my ass. And he says, I'm going to give you five minutes to tell me what I want to know. And, like, I'm pretty sure the scene is almost exactly five minutes long because there's a countdown in the corner of the screen, you know? And he ends up telling him what he wants to know, and he's got about 50 seconds left, you know? And he's like, okay, come on, you know, I told you what you want to know, you know? And he's like, let me go. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to go ahead and leave now. And he's like, you know, what about a last request? And he said, the only thing you need is more time. And he just walks away. And you <laughs> the see hero that. shot. Yeah, dude, you see it, you know, you see it just count down, and the dude just closes his eyes over the hood, and boom, you know? Yeah, they show it right in the trailer, but watching the trailer, you don't know what that explosion yeah, yeah. is. Until you watch the movie, you're like, you know, he's, you know, he's in the foreground and the big explosion in the background yeah. and it's the kind of the shot you want as that action star oh man yeah he did not did not give up right he ends up getting her back yeah. well he ends up getting the brother of the guy yeah. and, and the guy's name is just the voice and oh, that's shit. who everybody knows him as um and he ends up getting his brother and he's like torturing the shit out of his brother and he's like okay which one's biggie rourke in this um mickey rourke worked for um the Kidnappers. The kidnappers. Yeah, yeah, he was just kind of like their American. The he was like the middleman kind of. Like the yeah. American. He was also a mercenary, yeah. you know, and so like they kind of knew each other. I forget how he takes him out. It, yeah, I know. totally forgot Mickey Rourke was in there. Yeah, because um, he has to do with like the bag money or something. 
Um, but yeah, so he takes his brother and he tells the voice like, I'll trade you a life for her life, you know? Well, that's what the voice says to him. And he's already been shot at this point. And so he's basically just like slowly bleeding to death and he like, you know, puts duct tape on it and stuff. (laughs) Um, so he tells the mother like, come on, we're going to go and get PETA. And there's that scene on the bridge where, you know, he... Denzel goes and meets her in the middle of the bridge and, you know, they have this beautiful touching scene together and everything. And um, she makes it to back to her mom and then they release the brother. The brother mm-hmm. comes back and they put him in the car and they're taking him to kill him. And he knows that, you know, yeah. he's fully aware of, you know, what's about to happen. And as they're driving, driving off, he just kind of bleeds to death and yeah. dies. Yeah. And but I mean, that literally man on fire like when he decides like okay y'all fucked up like his little montage killing spree is that was really great again so satisfying (laughs) and he's one of my favorite actors oh yeah Yeah. absolutely he can pull that off that role and he loved tony scott and working with him too so yeah great one great scott yep what about you dave what you got i have Payback. Payback. Oh yes. <laughs> Payback wasn't. It's got the revenge title right in the right in the title. <laughs> yeah. Man. Payback. And it was one of one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies. He yeah. was getting payback just for seventy grand. Yeah. yeah, and they kept getting the amount wrong through the whole movie. Yeah, like, well, who even the his, fuck even would go ex- through this with seventy thousand yeah. dollars? Even his ex-wife died, but he didn't give a shit about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was a junkie. That was the girl from uh, the game. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh wow, that's yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. But yeah. uh, he he goes. He's in a. He's kind of a criminal. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's in a like criminal a collector kind of. Yep. And know. so he goes on with Ellen. With Ellen Barkin. <laughs> no, no. That was uh, that was the woman from the game. That was it. Was him the woman from the game and Greg Henry the guy from I, I told you is from the Gilmore Girls the the big blonde guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah, were yeah. doing a deal and did not realize and he gets double crossed. I'm thinking of the other one. Other movie I've seen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with Ellen. No, the other revenge movie with Ellen Barkin. Oh, wait, that's uh, my movie, man. That's stealing my movie. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so he, it's a crime syndicate, and basically they sequester the guy that he's after to try to get him the money back. Yeah. And all he wants is the money. Yeah, I don't think he's, he was. Well, he's screwed over. He's screwed he got screwed over by his like, own people they and did shot. The, yeah. yeah, and they got shot when they were going to divide the money. And he does that narration in the, uh, the yeah. movie and everything. And it has kind of a light feel to it. Yeah, it does. It's That's fun. like a dark comedy. Yeah, it it's really very, is kind of Because a dark Lucy Liu plays a dominatrix. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, but I love uh, Greg Henry's character, you know, the blonde guy that, that really oh, screws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the reason that the syndicate all get taken out, yeah. basically, because he yeah. double-crosses Mel Gibson without yeah. kind of their permission. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he tries to get put up in the in the... Arms Hotel. Yeah, the hotel. There, yeah. it was like a crime hotel. You right. got to run space out there. It was, yeah. it was a cool movie. And I like the two cops. Oh, the two the cops. The two dirty cops. Bill Duke was one of them, and uh, the they other were like, guy. We'd arrest them. Yeah. But that'd be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so he basically, yeah, he's just working his way he's up the ladder. working his way up the chain. Yeah. And uh, was it, who was the girl? Bella? Who was played his. Oh, interests. Oh, yeah, the girl from uh, History of Violence, Mary, uh, Mary, uh, Bello. Maria Bella, yeah, okay. Maria Bella. Um, I love my favorite scene in the whole movie is when they figure they're gonna kidnap the son, yeah, the son of the of the rich guy, yeah, to try to Chris Christopherson, Chris Christopherson's son. Well, you jump forward. Don't don't jump forward off a of William Devane scene because William Devane scene oh, is yeah, probably the, the best scene. It is a good scene. So he goes to. So he's just trying to get his money. Yeah, and he goes yeah. he. And he talks to this one person. And he's like, "Well, who do I gotta go see?" Yeah. And he uh, shoots that guy's bags, 
and he gets William gets in William Devane's office and call and he's like he's like there's a guy in my, he calls Chris Christopherson and yeah. says there's a guy in my office says if we don't give him 130,000 he's going to kill me and he's like it's 70,000 <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to make a deal with Chris Christopherson and Chris Christopherson says no way yeah. no deal yeah yeah and he fucking just kills William Devane pulls out and kills William Devane so yeah. then it's like on yeah, yeah. And, and then the next guy goes to his uh uh, James Coburn. Coburn, that's right. That's who he. That's who he shoots his bags. Yeah, yeah. He ends up. He's already in the house when he yeah. gets home. It's like this is over seventy thousand. My suits cost more than seventy thousand. <laughs> now, isn't this the one where he wrecks the car? Like he. he yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's plows the into. That's the job. That's that the goes job. Bad. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. put like the mouth guard in. Yeah. Then, head on. But then Lucy Liu and the Akuza mob kind of get involved in it. Yeah. Remember, they were going to slice his ass in the middle of the street, and then yeah. the cops show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, great. The police. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it is Palmer, very funny. David Palmer scene. Oh, yeah. that little Weasley guy? Yeah, he the was Weasley guy. Awesome. Yeah. He gets in he ends up getting, with the cops. He ends up getting shot in, like, crossfire. Yeah, he's in that. Uh, that's the Lucy Liu scene where yeah, they end yeah. up shooting everybody in the yeah. car, and he just happens to be in the vehicle. Yeah, but it goes all the way down to yeah. yeah that that's when you're. That's when you're when they kidnap Christopher's yeah. office and stuff. She pretends to be like a like they a, got her a prostitute girl. for his birthday, his like uh-huh. 18th birthday. Yeah, because he didn't he get him a Ferrari. Yeah, it was or like a crazy car. Yeah. yeah, and like they were at a boxing match. Remember? That's right. Yeah, they were gonna drive to the boxing match, and then he pretended like his friends got him a hooker. And they went out to the limo, and that's when she handcuffed him. It just, it just moves to the other side. Yeah, of the limo. it just moves to the other side of the limo. She's <laughs> like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> but remember their tor- they, that torture scene with Mel Gibson. Remember they they slam that thing into his feet. Oh, and it, remember I his feet. That. They was like it's starting to look a little bit like roast beef. Yeah, oh, totally yeah, 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 smashes his toes. Oh fuck! Because then they throw him in the trunk. Remember uh, to. They're trying to find out where his son is uh, being kept. And the son's safe. He's just off to this kind of in this one like building or something like yeah. that. But remember, Mel Gibson has to crawl from the outside of the trunk into the or the inside of through the, the trunk through the, seat. through the seats oh, yeah. to be able to make the phone call because he knows Chris Kersoffinson is going up to the uh, the, is going up to the apartment complex they where they think the, the sun is. But, but they didn't. They put a bomb, the bomb in the phone, in the, right? In like the bed or something. No, it must have been the phone because the phone's what triggers it. Yeah. yeah and once he gets up there, he crawls into the uh, car, makes the phone call. And Does he ever get his money? I can't remember. I well, I, yeah, I think he does get the, uh, he gets money from somebody. Yeah. That was awesome. And <laughs> yeah. there's actually a direct, I was telling Dave, this is a director's cut to this that I hear is like completely different. Really? The narration is gone. Huh. It's like, cut. I kind of like It's narration. cut. I yeah. do too. Yeah. It, I, that's the Very problem. Rarely do I like that, but but when it works, like, it works. Stand by me, it worked great. Yeah, this movie it worked great. There's very Fletch. few movies Fletch that worked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's very few movies where it, a, a new cut comes up that if I've already loved the movie and I grew up watching a certain right. cut, that I'll change my mind on it. One of the few times is probably Blade Runner. I thought the director's cut was way better than yeah. the original, and that was another one where they got rid of the narration. And, and I think it's so much better than without the narration. It. it seems more like this great kind of dream-like movie mm-hmm. without it. But uh, 
like I hear there's a director's cut of Stripes, which is completely different hmm. that I've avoided because <laughs> it was a I, horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like one of the when you expect certain scenes to be next and they're yeah. not coming next. Right. Another movie they did that was with Empire Records. They came up with a director's cut and it was like completely different. I was like, this version sucks. Huh. And I I watched it once and never. Good again. thing they didn't let the director take that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. Well, just because it's longer or different doesn't mean that it's better. Yeah. You know? I mean, people think that. That's why you can always throw those deleted scenes on the special features right. section and. I'm always amazed how they can get a bunch of shit filmed and then just recut it to the way they want to. Because a lot of times, especially when we did movies, you knew you knew everything was going to cut together because you already had it cut together in your mind. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And you just it was all right. Now let's go out and get the shots. Whereas if you had a whole bunch of stuff, all right, we got to make a movie out of this now. Right. Or we got to make a different movie out of this now. (laughs) And I can understand if there's movies like uh, one that comes to mind is uh, Superman Two, where Richard Donner is kind of fired during it, and then they uh, the producers went on and they kind of did what they wanted and recut it. Right. That's why there's a Richard Donner cut out there, which is phenomenal. It's really good, and that's one that is difficult to watch. Also, just because how many times did you watch Superman? too growing up i mean you saw it 30 40 times and yeah. then to look at another version of it it's it's different to be right. able to see but once you realize the story behind it that this is kind of what he intended it to be it's it's a lot Did they recut mario brothers <laughs> <laughs> they better not <laughs> all right so my movie and i'm gonna go into a uh let me look at my list here i'm gonna go into a mickey rourke movie here mm. dave tried to steal my thunder bringing up alan parkin <laughs> uh this was one i'm a huge walter hill fan walter hill did uh red heat he did 48 hours another 48 hours last man standing he does all these gritty kind of uh, back when tbs like touted movies for guys that like yeah. <laughs> they, were they were talking about walter hill and one of my favorite ones from back in the day is 1989's johnny handsome and a lot of people haven't seen johnny handsome it's weird the great music just like walter hill all walter hills movies and it stars lance. mickey rourke it stars morgan freeman forrest wow. whitaker lance yeah. henrickson lance alan Hendrickson barkin yeah uh scott wilson who scott wilson was really great in this and he was only in the beginning of the movie a lot of people know scott wilson as uh, herschel from the walking dead mm-hmm. and uh he was the one who owned the farm and uh so the movie starts out and Mickey Rourke plays almost somebody that looks like how the Elephant Man would look. His face is completely distorted, like mask, like yeah, yeah, Eric yeah, Stoltz yeah. from Absolutely. Mask. So he has almost no, recon- <laughs> almost no recognizable features. Whoever did the makeup in this movie is phenomenal, and he had trouble talking and everything. And he is- kind of looks like that now. That's why I was, yeah, that's, no, that's I I was looking like that. I was going to make a little joke. <laughs> <laughs> so it was after his surgery. <laughs> but what happens is he's got uh, – he, him and Scott Wilson, Scott Wilson's his best friend. It's almost like his father figure and, or he's his more of a brother figure, I guess. They're around the same age. And uh, they're going to do this jewelry heist with Ellen Barkin and Lance Henriksen. And Lance Henriksen and Ellen Barkin, as in most of their roles, are kind of loose cannons. And you could tell that they're uh, a couple wild cards that you can't really trust. And even Scott Wilson said at the beginning of the job, he's he's like, make sure you have a gun on because I'm not completely trust these guys. And the guy who drives the car is that guy that we see a lot. We probably should know his name, but he's... Uh, He's we the don't. guy that uh, trained the ex football player that trains all the football oh, players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, he and he does a lot of the, any football movie back in the day in the eighties or the nineties. He was the guy that came in there and kind of trained all the, the people. Longest yard. He was uh, yeah, Wild he did cats. the longest yard. He did Wildcat. He did uh, Water Boy. He was the main guy teaching everyone how to do stuff in the Water Boy. <laughs> James uh, Bates was in that. Yeah. So 
what happens is the the job goes well. They're all wearing those kind of creepy masks that have no features. The white blank Yeah, that like blank clear kind of mask that yeah. have zero features. And uh, Mickey Rourke can't talk, but uh, they've he, Scott Wilson says, no one talks during the job anyway, so it's not going to be a problem. Mm. So they go in there, and once they get all the jewels, right in the store, they sh- uh, Lance Henrich and, uh, pulls a gun and shoots uh, Scott Wilson dead on the ground. Oh, fuck. And uh, Alan Barkin takes out Newsy and sprays it and shoots Mickey Rourke, and Mickey Rourke falls to the ground, and they leave, and they've killed the guy outside and they go off and they you don't know what happens to him so the cops show up morgan freeman's there and they arrest uh johnny uh mickey rourke and put him in the jail shortly after he gets in the jail forrest whitaker comes to him (laughs) and says you know we're starting this new program this facial reconstruction program and i think you're perfect for it and since you're in jail anyways you know why not be a part of it so he signs on to do it and they completely reconstruct his face and he turns into like almost like a supermodel how he looks (laughs) like his nine and a half weeks face and uh they actually had a nun come in to teach him how to speak correctly so he's got all those uh similar to how you start the pod, you know, yeah. <laughs> the seashells by the seashore yeah. type of uh, things, and he gets his speech correct. And uh, he, uh, Morgan, not Morgan Freeman, uh, Morgan Freeman's always kind of he's kind of skeptical in this thing and is like, Yeah, I know this guy's a hardened criminal, though. I know they've given you your new face and everything, but I'll trust you're gonna go legit after yeah. this. And uh, opposite as far as Whitaker, he's like, He deserves a second chance. And he comes to him, he says, We've got a new face for you. you we've got a new uh, ID for you, a new social security number. You're a new person. And we're going to put you in the witness protection program, and you're going to be kind of out there, and no one will know who you are. And so he he gets released, and he actually gets Forrest Whitaker to agree to say, uh, You don't realize at the beginning why he was doing this, but he tell, asked Forrest Whitaker, Can you say that I've done work around the hospital for you so I can uh, easily get another job? And he's like, Yeah, we can do that for uh-huh. you. So he ends up getting like a job at a steel mill and everything, but you realize it on his mind it's, it's the revenge time yeah. <laughs> so about halfway through the movie and he he meets elizabeth mcgovern who works at in the offices of the steel works and everything and her boss is uh uh the guy from brewster's millions you know chuck chuck, chuck fleming, chuck fleming. Action <laughs> he action is. he's the boss in it and uh so he ends up reconnecting. He goes to the bar where he know Alan Barkin was, and they don't recognize him at all. And he's like, I mean, he's he's completely unlike, different. Unlike some of the other people that disguise himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he is he unrecognizable. Actually, right. So, unrecognizable. Uh, she's like, do I know you from somewhere? And she's like, no, but I'd like to have a discussion with you and your boyfriend and everything. And uh, so Lance Henriksen meets him, and they uh, he says, I found out from you uh, from Johnny Handsome. And uh, he's like, what do you know about that? And he says, well, I worked in the prison infirmary with Johnny Handsome. And right before Johnny Handsome died, he told me about the prestige job that you guys pulled off. And anything. <laughs> he says, well, if he told you about the prestige job, he says, you should know how that turned out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing he, here? He's like, he's like, I don't know anyone. And I have a job that's available that I think uh, that you guys would be perfect for. And it's about stealing the money from the steelworks uh, uh, or the shipyard where uh, Elizabeth McGovern works. And he's got it all set up. We go in there, we do this, and it's basically kind of a reverse kind of job as what he they had done to him. Uh-huh. You know, the job goes well, and they're going to meet up at the cemetery to uh, exchange the money and everything. And uh, Morgan Freeman actually gets wise. The cemetery. They have yeah. a really <laughs> nice, was really great in this movie. He played the uh, the guy, the lawyer, shady lawyer who exchanged the money was uh, Roy from Wings. 
Oh, nice. nice. You know the guy, the, nice. the guy with the mustache. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have his mustache, yeah. but he awesome. was like sleazy as hell in this movie. But he was actually, <laughs> a, he was actually friends with Scott Wilson, and he figured it out. He he's like, I can't believe what they did to you. He says, it's like I'm not gonna know who you are and everything. Yeah. And uh, Morgan Freeman, even before he got released, Morgan Freeman sees sees his face, and he's just amazed at it and everything. Well, right before they're gonna make the money exchange, Morgan Freeman uh, shows up oh, with, shit. A, with a gun, and uh, he's like, Trying he's like, I'm gonna let you get your revenge. He's I'm gonna get you have ten minutes before I come in there and I uh, and I bust this the whole thing up. So he lets him go in there and it's like this great fight sequence where uh, where Lance Henriksen goes fist to fist with uh, with Mickey, Mickey Rourke and he hits him so hard in the mouth. He hits him so hard in the mouth. Lance hits. Um, uh, Mickey Rourke's oh, hard in the mouth yeah, that he loses right. his voice again, and he's back to, and he can't tell him the uh, the combination oh, to get <laughs> to get shit. out. He's, he's got his voice, <laughs> but then when he uh, uh, Lance doesn't trust him, he says, "You don't think I'm gonna open that case? It's gonna blow up my case. Just you open that case." And he opens the case, and Mickey Rourke's got a gun in there, and then boom, boom, boom. Oh shit! Ends up shooting everyone. It's just that was a great man. scene. That great. It was a great scene in the graveyard scene. You know, Lance takes his jacket off, and he's jacked in this movie too, man. He's jacked, but he's still tiny. Yeah, yeah. he's still that tiny Jack. Yeah, you know? tiny, yeah. Jack. tiny Jack. Tiny <laughs> Jack. Simple Jack. Simple Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What you got? All right, we got uh, Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, love this movie, yeah. man. Um, I have not seen it. I did watch the trailer, and it looks fantastic. It oh, was. Geez. It was really good. It had yeah. some logistical problems, like, like eh, would he be able to do this? Maybe yeah, not, yeah. but it's still... It, it was so much fun. An, if you can get through an episode of 24, you can believe yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun that you watching it as a kind of film goer, you kind of dismissed it. You were like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Gerard Butler, right? Gerard Butler, yeah. yeah. And Jamie Foxx and a slew of other people. Great character um, actors. I, Bruce McGill, who played his uh, Jamie Foxx's kind like of right-hand mentor. man. And you also got the guy who was in uh, Hell on Wheels, who uh, was building the trains. The kind oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. The, the British Irish, guy. The or, yeah, Irish, Irish guy. or British guy. He was also in Layer Cake. Uh, he was great in this movie, too. Yeah. and um, uh, The girl from The Help was in this, too. She played uh, The Help. Oh, I never saw it. Uh, she was the main woman. She was also in Solaris. It was the black woman oh, nice. in Solaris. Yeah. yeah well, there was uh, Viola yeah, Davis. Yeah, that's her, Viola Davis. Yeah. Um, so Gerard Butler is a contractor. Yep. Um, and you he know, also does these. He like tinkers with like all these great kind of mechanical type. Yeah. Things. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah. He's a badass. But you don't <laughs> you don't know that at first. Yeah. No, you, know. you don't. Um, and so one night there's a break in at his house. Oh, the moral of this story is just don't open the door without asking who's there. Yeah. He, he literally has two scumbags outside his door. And when he go, opens the door, yeah, they just break into the house. I think they hit him in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. They? they hit him in the head. They falls down. They tie him up and <sighs> yeah. And he basically, he, I know he rapes the wife. Yeah. I don't think he kills they rape, the wife. Yeah. And the daughter. They, you see them walk towards the daughter, but I don't think they show what happens. I think you she, know they kill her. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she's dead, though. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely dead. Um, and so, and like you can just see him kind of seeing everything as it happens, you know. Um, and he wakes up, you know, they catch both of the guys. Mm-hmm. One guy turns evidence against the other guy, and he was actually and it was like like the like main the, guy. The main guy is the one that turns, turns against the, turns against the against guy the other that other one? just happened to be there. And who was also like, don't do that, don't do that. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he wasn't there to rape and murder these if people. If it was the other way around, I think this whole movie would have been easier on Gerard Butler, and he probably would have dealt with it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what ends up happening is Jamie Foxx is the state's attorney, and he cuts them a deal for testifying 
qualifying and one guy's going to go away for longer than the other. Yeah. But, you know, but Gerard Butler basically The other knows. guy's going to go free. Yeah, that's <laughs> The right. guy that actually does the One gets the, the death penalty, doesn't he? Yeah, one no? gets the death penalty. Yeah. The guy that really... Sh- did all the shit. That the guy who gets who the death really, penalty is the one who didn't do the yeah, shit. Yeah, right. The guy who did the shit gets released. Gets released. Right. And um and so like Jamie Foxx is just trying to further his career, which was the unfortunate thing with it. He was just kind of Yeah, he just told him, he said, look, this is the best justice we can do, you yeah. know, like and he's like, I had to take this deal, like it was that, yeah, or he was dope, gonna go free. Know, yeah. yeah. Um and so one day, um It's the like gu- years later, I think, when they actually starts take place yeah um and the guy who you know testified against him is he gets a call um well before that it's the uh the uh the guys put to death remember and it goes oh yeah and it goes badly yeah Yeah. and he's screaming and and screaming yeah you realize marie would have a hard time watching that scene it wasn't as bad it wasn't it wasn't hard just the whole premise of yeah it, it wasn't like Green Mile difficult okay. uh, or like yeah. the horror show, but it was like you could tell that. He yeah, he was just bucking happened. on the table and screaming and like. But they found that bag on the back of it and they were like, somebody fucked with this thing. Yeah. And put yeah. a different chemical into that thing for the, uh, what is it? That, uh, lethal injection. Lethal injection. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to be in there. And they were like, who did this? We don't know who did this. And they somehow make it seem as though it's his partner yeah. that did it. And but that's where it jumps to the phone call. Right. To his yeah. Partner. So, and he tells him, like, listen, you're going to have. X amount of time to get out of the apartment. The police are on the way right right now. And, and he's, he's like, got, who, who am I talking to? And he's like... A friend, a friend or something yeah, like yeah. that. And, you know, and he's got like coke and heroin and there's a hooker strung out on the couch. <laughs> like, And he basically knows even if the cops just come in right now as a, you he know... He can hear the, the, uh, like the, the sirens. sirens That's how stuff. close yeah. they are. Um, and he just knows like, well, even if they come in here, I'm going to go to jail. You know, so he just starts running and the voice on the phone just tells him where to go and tells him he's like a guardian angel. Yeah. I bet he's lying to him. (laughs) And he makes him come up on like a police officer. Yeah, he says there's going to be a cop parked right outside here. Yeah, and he's like sleeping, you know, and so like he tells him to basically like kidnap the cop or whatever. Well, turns out that the cop is Gerard Butler, and he's setting him up, and he's been having him run the whole time, and he uh, he he knocks him out somehow. They don't fight. He either electrocutes him or he injects him. Gerard we, Butler to the guy who's running. Uh, no, he he, he get, gives him a gun, uh, and he's got it in his hand, and he's going to kill the cop, who's That's Gerard right. Butler. Yeah, and uh, uh, he's. Uh, the gun this guy is still poison. talking to Gerard Butler on the phone and everything, not realizing that it's he's, the he's cop the that's he's in front of him. Yeah, like He's got him on the ground. He's got Gerard Butler on his no. knees, and he's about to shoot him, but it's the gun that Gerard Butler made sure that he had. Yeah. And it injected something into his palm yeah. that completely paralyzed, paralyzed him. That's right. And everything, but that's when it gets brutal, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and they they show a little bit about it, not as much as they talk about it, though. Yeah, he takes him. Go ahead. Oh uh, well, I mean, yeah. So he takes him into this like warehouse, yeah. and you which know, Gerard Bella owned the property. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is it, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. and and sounds like another Dexter style. Yeah. It kind of mm-hmm. is. And so I mean, he he takes a video of like just. Cutting the guy apart. Cuts him in like 26 pieces. While he's alive, he's paralyzed, and he can feel everything. Yeah, he's telling him, you're going to feel this. He's like, I put a mirror above you so you can watch watch it. it. Here's a box cutter. I'm going to use this to remove your dick, but that will happen later. Yeah. And (laughs) they show him with the bandsaw, start with his leg. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, And so... 
They find the, the power body. of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, this was in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but I get what you're saying. Um, and so they find the dead body yep. and they start trying to find out who did it, you know? And eventually they come to Gerard Yeah, they trace Butler. the building to Gerard Butler. And they arrest him. And he's like, they show up at his house and he's completely he's ready, naked he's with his hands up. Yeah. So he, he wants to get taken. Right. Okay. You know, it, nothing happens in this movie that Gerard Bella doesn't want to happen. Yeah. But basically. And yeah. that's where the unbelievability kind of creeps in no, sometimes. Yeah. Like, how could he do that? It's kind of how At some point, he he's doing, doing stuff underneath the jail and you're like, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he had found and made like a tunnel that went directly below the to cell the, in to solitary. The, to the cell that they knew he and, was going to And be that's at. the thing, too, is like, yeah. what if they put him in another cell? Yeah, well, yeah, then your whole plan's done and you're going to prison. Yeah. You know, so there are holes in it, but like he starts going after Jamie Foxx and his friends because they just let people go. And yeah. he's getting he's getting revenge on the people who killed his family. Anyone that was involved. But also the people who let this these guys go. Straight out. Yeah. This is a straight out. I'm going to clean the whole operation. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Bring the whole and system down. There's this one scene because um, there's like an aspiring female young attorney. Yep. And, um, you know, they're having this talk and she's telling them like, hey, maybe we need to back off. And they go and they walk into the, the parking lot of like either the district attorney yeah, yeah, office yeah. or the jail or something. And basically Jamie Foxx is watching all of his friends get into their cars and they all start them up. And they all just yeah, like blow up. One after another. Boom, yeah, boom, just boom, 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 boom. So, I mean, he kills everybody. Yeah. He even he sends the videotape of him killing that guy to Jamie Foxx's family. Yeah, to and, the daughter. <laughs> and the little girl thinks it's her ballet recital, and she puts it in, and you know, Big sees. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my favorite scene from this movie, man, is where he he asked for this like steak steak dinner with some palm frites and everything and he's in there with yeah. the uh, they're off investigating something that he says if you give me this by a certain time I'll tell you where I uh, there's uh, one of the other district attorneys I buried him someplace and I'll tell you where he is well yeah. he's off doing that he's he's listening to an iPod that he gets and he's sitting with this other prisoner who he's, he's in the prison uh, cell with and it's a great scene where he's like uh, He's like, well, what are you going to do if I don't give you any of this uh, this steak and everything? He's going, I'm going to cock back my hand. I'm going to beat the shit out of you and everything. We said, come on over here. Yeah. Some. He <laughs> says, here, listen to some iPod and everything. And he's like, you want some steak? And he gives him a steak. And at some it was a T-bone. It was a T-bone steak. And at some point, Jar Butler takes the T-bone and goes crazy oh, and just neck. stabs this yeah. guy in the neck like 30 times. His cellmate? They, his cellmate. Yeah. Yeah. And they show it. Blood's pouring everywhere. Yeah. And then the other prisoners are freaking out and everything. So there's nothing. They already got him. So there's nothing he can do. But he just he is pulling everyone's strings. Well, man. but that's how he got put down into solitaire. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so and so it turns out we probably just, don't get, need to tell the ending. You but you also it, it's not as rewarding as. Then as, why not tell it? Well, I mean, we can leave something. <laughs> up. So basically, what ha- and I, without giving away the ending, yeah. they have him arrested. He's in jail. He's in solitary confinement. But. All of these things just keep happening, so they figure he has to have an accomplice out there somewhere, yeah. you know. So they're looking for the accomplice, and I'll just leave it there, and that'll kind of leave a nice little surprise. On yeah, this is this is a good little ending to it and yeah. everything. But a lot of the, what's great about this movie was the buildup, yeah. to, to it and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah I think I saw very it good the, movie. Saw it in the theater. What do you got, Dave? Um, Number four. I wonder if a lot of people have seen this movie. It's uh, it's a little. 
Forrest Gump? Not a revenge movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan got his legs back. <laughs> no, Forrest had gone after the Lieutenant uh, Dan the is the guy in this who movie, shot though. his. Uh, oh, all right. Then. Is he? What? Yeah, he is. I know what you're Quick in the Dead. Oh, oh yes. Quick in the Dead, yeah. man. Early and Sam Raimi. I almost put this on the Western pod. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Held but, off. But I was like, man, this is too good of a revenge yeah. movie. Because, oh, it's DiCaprio, too, like you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Mr. DiCaprio, Janine Hackman, um, a young Stone. Russell Crowe, Shell Stone is the star of it. Lance Henderson. Lance Henderson. Yeah. Keith, he's Keith a, David. Keith David. Uh, the Native American guy. The stinky, yeah, man, yeah. The stinky man from... From seven, from, uh, but yeah, seven. Yeah, he, oh yeah, Sons of Anarchy. He was in this. That the crazy mailman from Funny Farm. That's right. Yep. He was yep. creepy in this yeah. movie, man. And basically, and it was a fun movie too. Yeah, it was. But fun. basically, it really was. it's like this western town, and I don't know if they do it every year. Probably. Yeah. They have this quick draw championship where the best people show up. And then other people bet on them, and they bet on themselves yeah. or something. And you get. I would not be in the contest. No. <laughs> and well. To start out, it wasn't to the death. Right. You just, if yeah. you, whoever got shot first was out of the tournament. It doesn't have to be to the death. It doesn't have yeah. to be but to I mean, the death. But if on, you're man. that good of a shot and you want to shoot the other guy in the head, you yeah, can. Right? Yeah. But, so, you do you find out early on why she's there? You don't. No, no they, they No, they It's they a flashback. It, well, you, yeah. 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 So, But you do find out that uh, Gary Sinise was... You, you know that she's in town to get she's Gene Hackman, but you don't kill, realize you don't, why. And, right. and um, Leonardo DiCaprio was Gene Hackman's rebellious son. Yeah. Who... Uh, was young. He was really super young. young. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This might even been before Titanic. I think it was before. I Titanic. think it was, and he yeah, still yeah. had that like baby face. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know. But he was so cocky in this. He was yeah. so. How is it that I can be he... this good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first the first yeah. time the first time that he duels with one, yeah. he falls to his knees, and yeah. you're like, you think he gets shot, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's when he says that yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. How can someone be this good? Yeah. And all the women flock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you find out. So you find out that Sharon Stone is after Gene Hackman because Gene Hackman uh, killed her dad. Uh, Gene Hackman set it up so that her dad died. Well, but actually, she's like. So Gene Hackman strings up her dad, yeah. hands the little daughter yeah. a revolver, and says, "If Gary you can Sinise shoot, if you dad, can yeah. shoot the rope <clears throat> down, then you can save your father." Right. And. Uh, you know, she's selling aim, aims true. Yeah. He's like, you can do it, honey. Like, you can do it. He, she's like shaking with the gun and she ends up shooting their dad. Yeah. Right in the head. Right oh, in the head. Oh, my God. Great shot in the head if that's where she was. Yeah, no, it's yeah. perfect. And then <laughs> they rode off and just yeah. left her there. And so she'd been. She played the slow game. Yeah. yeah. So she was an adult. Yep. To Super come, to roll slow. back into town. Yeah. 20 something years later. Yeah. And like. He didn't trust anybody. He yeah. he, didn't well, he was even, a scumbag. He, this was probably the most despicable role he has ever played. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty. Despicable. He made little Bill look really like a sweet guy. Yeah, <laughs> from yeah. in this movie. What was great about this movie though was basically those shootouts. You know, they had that big board like it yep. was, like yeah, it was like a, tr- like, a tournament like board a tournament. You bracket. knew you knew who was going to go against who yeah. and everything like that. Russell Crowe was, was a just, preacher. Yeah. yeah. Who used to be a gangster or something? Used to be outlaw. Yeah, and they drag his ass into yeah. town and and pretty much chain like, him chain to, him the, to fountain the fountain. Yeah, yeah, out front. Yep. and then when it's your like, time to duel, you well, they, he's out. like, I won't shoot. He's yeah. like, when you'll die then. Yep, yep. a lot of great Sam Raimi effects in this movie mm-hmm. too. Like when they were throwing when he that little blind kid throws in the bullet. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh the yeah, slow mo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or like the gunshots through people. Oh, like, you know, did the sunlight. You can see the sunlight going through the One of my favorite one was when. Uh, sorry, I keep hitting you. I keep, playing, I keep playing footsies with Justin here. Well, didn't uh, he tell him to listen to the clock? 
Yeah, that was one thing he had done. But before right. that, I, my something. favorite was where Lance Henriksen went against Gene Hackman. Oh, yeah. And uh, Lance Henriksen is, is like this trick shot guy. He carries yeah. the deck of cards with him and everything. And right. he's been touting this story, this whole movie, to, you know, I killed this person and this person. And Gene Hackman comes in and, like, uh, shoots holes all through his stories. He's like, you know how I know you didn't kill that guy? Because yeah. I was there that day. Yeah. And I was the one who killed the guy and everything. Right. And, uh he ends up shooting right through Lance Henriksen's hand. Yeah. That was the first time they did that great shot mm-hmm. through the, through his hand. You see the camera go through it. You can see the other side. Mm-hmm. Later on, they do it with Gene Hackman with that hole in the yeah. sunlight and everything. But, man, it was so great. And I love they hired, like, the town hated him so much yeah. that yeah. they hired Keith David to come in yep. uh, to kill Gene and, Hackman. And, and that they just, just pissed him off. Oh, it just yeah. pissed him off and he killed Keith David. This is my town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, you, but you were just good. waiting for it. was like one part like Street Fighter or like the competition. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really a fun, fun Sam Raimi movie too that people forget that he did before he did all the Spider-Man movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. Yeah. Really good. Fun movie. So this next one, man, and this was a movie that me and Dave came across that blew my mind when we saw it. And I know Justin hasn't seen this, so we're going to try to blow his mind right here too. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another Antonio Banderas movie. This is 2011's The Skin I Live In. Oof. Now, this is one that's worthy of giving a spoiler alert when the time comes, so I will let you know when that is. Uh, this was a Spanish movie. It was, uh, it was filmed in Spain. It was subtitled. It was absolutely phenomenal. So the movie started out, and you get to see Antonio Banderas is this like crackpot uh, surgeon? He's like making skin, uh, and he's got this like home laboratory and everything. And he's he's uh, trying to develop new ways to keep yeah to for people, I guess, burn victims. Or yeah, whatever. burn victims and everything. But he's also doing this like transgenesis, like uh, the. Uh, he gets like in trouble from the uh, the board of directors for stem for, cell for a stem cell kind of thing. He's, he's crossing like pig. pig skin because he was trying to. They do to that. Keep, now. I mean, pig skin. Yeah. Pig's body is closest to and they, humans. His th- argument was that he was using it to keep malaria. A lot of people die from malaria, but if they use this new regenerated skin from pig skin, a lot of malaria happens because the mosquitoes can smell the skin. But because pig skin has a different smell to it, that the malaria victims wouldn't be uh, would be immune. To it and everything if they gave it to like the burn victims or whoever else wants the skin and everything well what's going on is you're seeing him here and he's got this huge mansion and he's got his laboratory in the mansion and everything and you realize shortly in it he's got a woman hostage in the house at somewhere in the house and you're seeing her on closed caption cameras and everything and she's written all over the walls like she's been in there for a really long time and she's wearing this complete bodysuit from like her neck all the way she's wearing gloves she's wearing uh, like on her feet and everything like and she's getting yeah too and protecting her skin and she's uh She's communicating through the intercom to like the maid, and they bring, they send her food up through a dumb waiter that goes right to her room, and she's asking for different stuff, and they're sending it to her. So they it's it's cordial enough. You're like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. Who is this? Is this some? He's ex- doing yeah, some kind of like so you're we're assuming that it's a he's using pig. yeah he yeah. somehow got this girl in there, and he's been doing stuff with her, and. At some point, she ends up. Uh, he he comes in uh, the house and he comes into the room and everything and gives her opium and he smokes it with her. You can tell he's keeping her drugged with opium, but he's smoking it himself. Mm. And he comes into the room the next morning uh, and she has slit her uh, throat. Uh, and no, slit her wrists and slit her uh, uh, her boobs. And he uh, brings her into the laboratory, fixes her up. Uh, 
he's like, you obviously didn't want to kill yourself or you would have uh, cut your jugular and everything. Yeah. And puts her back in the room. And uh, you're, you're not realizing what's happening until they start showing flashbacks here. When mm. they start showing flashbacks, you realize that <clears throat> his wife had been killed in a horrible car accident. His, yeah, okay. His, had been killed in a horrible car accident. At some point in the movie, uh, this weird guy wearing a tiger suit shows up outside the house and it's because carnival is going on at the time. Uh, and uh, it's the carnival. maid's it's yeah. the maid's son <laughs> and he breaks into the house and sees that there's a woman there and goes into her room and uh, said, how are you alive? I left you burning like a torch. How are you alive? And you realize at that point that whoever this woman is, Antonio Banderas is making her kind of look like his wife. Oh, wow. And this guy killed his wife. And this guy starts raping this girl. And Antonio Banderas comes in, shoots him in the back of the head. So now you're completely kind of floored at what the hell is going yeah. on. Yeah. And, yeah. Up until it took about a long hour, time. To it took about 45 out. minutes yeah, until he least. starts realizing what's happening. Until we see a flashback of his daughter. So they show him and his daughter mm. at a, uh, a party. And they're, they're talking about it, how, oh, I'm glad your daughter is out in public again. You could tell shortly into it that his daughter was in a mental institute for some reason or another. And she just got released and she's slowly acclimating herself back into society and everything. He brings uh-huh. her to this party. And so while he's having a good time at the party, she ends up meeting a couple guys. Uh, she meets a guy and, her, and this guy has several friends that got girls and everything. And they end up going outside. And uh, the guy starts talking to him, this one guy uh, who looks like a normal, decent guy, but he's like, are you stoned uh, like I am? And you could tell he's really fucked up. You don't Uh know what he's on, like he's on ecstasy or something like that. And she starts naming off the drug she's on, but she's on him for a particular reason. He's on him for recreation and everything. And they end up start kissing and she like freezes and everything. And uh, he lays her down in the woods and everything and starts... uh, almost having sex with her and uh she freaks out and starts biting his hand and everything and he 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 stops and like backhands her Ah. and like takes off gets on his motorcycle and uh takes off antonio banderas goes out looking for his daughter comes there finds her she gets up and looks at him and she's like the first face that he sees Mm. uh, and everything and she starts screaming and everything she has to go back to the institute he ends up visiting her at the institute and for some reason She's connecting him with the guy that raped her. And every time he walks in the room, she hides in the closet and everything. And it gets so bad that she kills herself. Oh, wow. So Antonio Banderas wants to track down this guy and get revenge on him mm. for uh, what he did to his daughter. So he ends up he ends up putting some of that skin over his face. And he's got like this big nose. And he pulls up to this guy on his motorcycle and pushes him off to the, gro- uh, off to the ground. And uh, when this guy confronts him, Antonio Banderas shocks him with like a, a taser drags him into his uh van and uh takes him back and puts him in like this cave and everything and uh the guy doesn't know why he's there he's like what the hell am i here he's like starving him and he's giving him some water and everything here and there and uh, antonio comes in and will like hose him down and everything was very gritty and it it gets really gruesome and you uh he puts him on he wakes up and you could tell he's on a surgical like table Mm -hmm. and antonio's in the scrubs and everything and you don't know what's happened until he's waking up in recovery and he's like what happened what'd you do me do to me he says i gave you a vaginal plasty and, uh, fuck. and he's he, to the point where he's he's he busts out like the dilators and, he, and he's showing him how reassignment he, he's yeah. showing him how to use the dilators to make his vagina uh, heal well and he's like consider you that vagina like an orifice that's going to keep you alive you got to take care of it and everything and then you shortly realize that this beautiful woman he's been keeping in there is the guy 
that raped his daughter. Oh, so you <laughs> saw Sorry, him that, later uh, on. I, I forgot to spoil it. There's a spoiler. Jesus so fucking the, Christ. So it was, the, the movie was out of order. So the yeah. girl you saw, the beautiful girl he was keeping, yeah. was actually the dude that raped that you he found out gradually been turning into a woman for what he did to his daughter. Oh, my God. And what makes it even creepier is she almost starts falling start for Antonio falling for each Banderas, other almost. where they're like, she eventually lets him out. The, the, the maid's like, you should not be trusting her. Don't let her out and yeah. everything. But they end up having uh, sleeping together, not having sex, but they're like sleeping in the same bed together. So there's this weird thing going on until he, she's like, you can trust me. I just don't want to be in the room anymore. I've been here for years and everything. And she's she's got like the most perfect looking skin. She looks like a supermodel. Uh, so you would never even recognize her from the uh, from the guy. That's they, how did they, they did use yeah, a different actor. They did use a different actor. Yeah, I'm sure of that. Yeah, so that's you, just so crazy. But, but when you realize it, and I don't know when it hit us when we were watching it, but it was shortly after we realized that, uh, that he had given her a bad joke plan. You and you're like, holy crap, this is her. That's this is crazy. him changing her into this. And you could see her at some point wearing a mask uh, after he did her face right. and shaves her. And it, it, it's just insane. And at some point, uh, he feels like he can trust her. And Bad idea. Bad yeah, idea. I, oh, my God. And they were actually going to have sex for the first time. And uh, she's like, oh, I bought some lube at the store. She, she's like, I left it downstairs. Well, she goes downstairs. She comes back with a gun. I'm sure. And he is just, he is floored. He didn't even think that this was even a possibility. Oh, my God. And he takes the, she takes the gun out. Shoots him, waits for the maid to enter the room, and yeah. she's under the bed and shoots the maid, and it and it and it ends in this great way where she goes. He used to when he was a guy, he used to work at a dress shop with his mom and this other woman. Uh, so now he shows up at the dress shop as this beautiful woman, yeah. and his mom's still working there. And yeah. they were like, it, they were like, who who are you? And he's like, I'm I'm Vincent, I'm oh your son, God. you know. And they, that's how the movie kind of like fades off, and you're the, like, Hold yeah, on. Was, you're like, holy crap. It was definitely man. the one of the most inventive scripts. Yeah, it was for very, very, very yeah. No, that's a, a twist and a turn. Yeah, and definitely check it out if you haven't seen. it. Even knowing what's going on, it's but it was like a double revenge. Movie. It was because at at some point you you really wanted him to get revenge on this guy because yeah. it really destroyed his daughter's life and it destroyed him. And so everything. what happened to the second guy? What second guy? The girl was the guy the, who raped his daughter. Yeah, yeah. The guy came in. The oh, guy, that was okay. the tiger suit. That oh, was okay. the maid's uh, son, son, like a strange oh, son right. that uh, okay. that was raping her. That was actually raping that, the guy. Yeah. Right, but didn't you <laughs> not see? knowing it was a guy? It was already yeah. a girl at that point. Right. That's yeah. so nuts. <laughs> it was really crazy. There's a lot of rape in these revenge pods. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that, that's, that's something that that's if that happens, for revenge, I give you, man. I give yeah. you a fucking pass, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you go do whatever you need to do to somebody if they've done that. Yeah. To you. It's uh, it's such a horrible thing and to do to somebody that you, you should expect revenge. Yeah. It's not on our you. list, I don't think, but that tightrope. Was it tightrope? Tightrope was very similar to uh, when he raped the girl around the campfire. Very on your grave. And, yeah. and then she uh, and then she systematically went, yeah, around went around and killed, killed all the That was Sandra Locke, yeah. Like you said at that time, too, Last House on the Left. Yep. Like, uh, now, I've only seen the remake, and I mean, I, I saw that. That wasn't much of a revenge flick because it, it was basically them raping and killing them and then showing up at the parents' house, and the parents kind of got revenge a little bit on mm -hmm. them, but... It, they killed those people. They didn't even have a chance to. Re I don't know in the remake. Yeah. But in the original one, they didn't have a chance to get revenge because they killed them. Yeah. So it was crazy. But yeah, tightrope is very similar. I spit on your grave, though. It's almost like the same exact movie. Ah. All right. So it's crazy. Yeah. Check out <laughs> the skin I live in. Really great. Uh, one All of my right. favorite foreign films. Uh, but go ahead. What are your number one, man? Number one. 
Memento. Ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> you gonna tell it forwards to backwards or backwards to forwards? I, I, I know this movie backwards and forwards. <laughs> That's what he said earlier. Talk about a guy who yeah. doesn't realize why he's getting revenge. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, honestly, that movie's so damn confusing. Like, you can just start anywhere you want. It really is an amazing movie. Where I went and saw it in the theater, and I had no idea what it was. I just heard it was a great movie. And Same I, here. You may have seen I, it with I, me. I saw I'm it not sure. I saw it with you. But it, it was one of those movies that you... And you had to see it again. You realize about 10 minutes in the movie that you're going to be an active participant in this movie. Right? It was exhausting. More, more, yeah, more it really you was. you had to pay attention. There, yeah, I saw it at home. I, I yeah. didn't see it in the theater, but I watched it by myself because when it's my It's probably brother, the way to watch it, really. My brother let me borrow it, and he said, do not stop this movie. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, okay. So I just, <laughs> by myself, like, I'm just no going to watch what it. what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and for a while, that almost makes you feel stupid. You're like, okay, I, I'm not understanding. Oh, he said, oh, the ending of the last one is the beginning of the next one it was right. like 15 minutes right yeah what and intervals for yeah. him I think yeah 10 or 15 minutes and the great thing memory, is, right? is yeah, you were down. learning stuff as he was learning stuff so you like Paul said you actually were a component in the movie because yeah. you were knowing just as much as he knew mm-hmm. well we're getting ahead of ourselves but for people who haven't seen it tell us a little bit about what is actually going on? Well, um, oh shoot, what's Guy Pierce, yeah, Joey Guy Pants. Pierce, yeah, oh yeah, Joey Pants, right. Joey Pants, list. yeah, and uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Those yep. are our three main yeah. people in this. Movie, um, so. And so, well, what happened to him was somebody broke into his house, raped and killed his wife. Didn't have a daughter, just his wife. Yeah, yeah, threw a, and threw him up against the mirror. Right, and got a head injury from it. Right, yeah. which gives him like short-term memory loss. Like it's just a loop every so often. Like, and I want to say fifteen minutes, twelve, fifteen minutes. I thought it like was that. a little longer than that. I don't think so. I, I think don't think so. Minutes. No, you're probably right yeah. then. Maybe um, twenty at the most. Yeah. Well, I just know there's that point where Carrie Ann Moss slams that, the door the, and the, jars that's his That's the memory. point in the movie where everyone in the theater went, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because um, you didn't. Because they they told the movie backwards. Right. Yeah. Which is really what was interesting. To the point at the beginning where that gun yeah. flew up to his hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I think the bullet comes through, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? The bullet yeah. goes back it through was his crazy, head. Man. And it's like, actually, there's a uh, there's a song by Nas, and it's the exact same thing. It's a lyrical description of the bullet going back through oh, the person's head, yeah. into the gun, into the chamber, uncocking, and like all of that. Um, so so he's, he's out to get revenge. Uh, you know, him and Joey Pants are out to get to revenge to on the guy who killed his wife, yeah. and uh, to, to the point where his memory is so bad that he's he's like uh, homemade tattooing things he needs to remember yeah. all over his body, right? And leaving himself notes, clues, and yeah, clues, and everything. So. Yeah, like, and he's got Polaroids. <laughs> yeah, well, that uh, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, I at some see. Point. Yeah, and it's hard he kept to try to remember. He kept trying to tell him his cow was. He was trying to take his Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah this is my car. No. Yeah. <laughs> I have a photo of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and it is. It's difficult to tell the story. It's a very, yeah, it's a difficult one to kind of explain to somebody. Yeah. Uh, but so basically it's his revenge trying to get the guy. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, him and Joey Pants run into, how did they run into Carrie Ann Moss? She worked at the bar. That's right. Yep, she worked at the bar. Yeah. And you should, we can mention that scene specifically. Uh, the scene where uh, he keeps introducing himself to her, and she already knows who he is. Right. Well, when she's at when he's at her apartment, yeah. remember he comes in. Oh, that's right. And uh, does he hit her? I think is what it is because yeah. she gets that bloody lip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But after that, she hides all the pencils. Right. So he can't write down mm-hmm. what happened. And yeah. She literally goes outside, waits in the car. She tells him yeah. she's going to do it. Yeah. yeah. She she's. 
waits you, in the car. She tells him, she, yeah, you're not going to remember You're not going to remember any of this. Yeah. Yep. And waits in the car for that 20 minutes to lapse, yep. then comes into the house, and he's searching mm. for a pen, and he, you could tell when he turns to her, he doesn't know what's going on. And yeah. at that point, as a viewer, you realize, oh, my God, people are manipulating him, him yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Oh and you don't God. know who to trust or what's going on. Right. And, uh, I mean, we won't ruin the end of this movie because it's – that's yeah. There's that's, so that's much fine. of this movie uh, that – I don't even know if I could ruin and that, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen it six or seven times. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a fabulous movie to introduce people to that like really smart Now, movies. a lot of people probably won't be yeah. able to get through this movie. No, no, no. Yeah, you will just frustrate them and they'll be like, what the you have to know your audience before you introduce Memento to yeah, them. If you yeah. know people that really want to kind of, uh, uh, like my wife would not be great for this movie just because she she, she drifts from movies and she'll uh, she'll somewhat watch movies. And that's yeah, and like thing you have to like you have pay to focus attention. on this movie. You have to yeah. pay attention like it's a subtitled movie where you can't miss anything. It's yeah, it's almost like uh, similar to the Machinist in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree um, with that. Machinist is also another one. It's not identity, as complicated. Identity. Identity is another mm-hmm. great one that uh, could be used uh, as a similarity. Yeah, to it. but and it, I mean just the the revenge story and the way that it the movie takes you through the way it. it's constructed. I mean, yeah. it really is one of the best screenplays ever written. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, to a point where I don't know how the <laughs> Next hell... Next to being John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, it's almost like, you know, they just took the script and threw it up in the air and put it back together and said, yeah. this is how we're going to make because this Because it's movie. a good mystery movie yeah. because... It, you're almost in the shoes of the guy that can't remember mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. When he learns something, the audience learns something. Right. And on top of that, I so mean, you could have. It. <laughs> it's almost to the point where you could have told it in order, but it just adds to the mm-hmm. effect. Absolutely. That they told yeah. it completely mm-hmm. backwards. Yeah. The end of the movie is the beginning of the movie. Right. So the beginning of the movie is the end. Yeah. So it starts at the end, and you're basically working yourself backwards. But every 15 minutes, it jumps forward a little bit. Yeah. So every 15 minutes goes to the scene before the last. Scene. Right. All the way through it until like an hour and 45 minutes until you reach the end. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. It's great. It's, it's really... I think someone asked me to explain the whole thing to him like, one oh, time. God. I like, I, the only thing I could... It's like, yeah. it's out of order. I said, not only out of order, but so it, it goes from the end to 15 minutes before the end. Then it goes... 15 minutes before 15 that. minutes before 15 minutes before the end. Yeah. It goes up to the end. Yeah. Then it goes back. And he's like... It's like what? a reverse leapfrog. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's very strange, yeah. but... Fabulous. Definitely. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't mentioned it. Yep. Maybe because it's so hard to talk about. Yeah. 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 But go ahead, Dave. What do you have for your number one? My number one. I really, really, really like this movie. Really, Gangs really, really. Of New York. Ah, oh, yeah. Another absolutely. Leo movie. Another great another Leo, movie. Definitely a revenge movie. One of the best uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis movies. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I like Daniel Day-Lewis's character in this movie. Bill the Butcher. He was... Oh, yeah. He, he, he was, was really vicious. good. He was vicious and brutal, but he was also... He like paid respect yeah. to people that could do what he did. Like I remember the scene where uh, they were where drinking, he's asking, where him. he's asking knives or guns, and he's like, "Knives, good he's, for you, good boy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley was, was great. He was kind of the scumbag those. cop. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Gleeson was great. Uh, that's the one Bill. And got it was kind of this. like built around that Tammany Hall. I don't know if you know much about. It was like one of the most corrupt governments to ever be a government. Uh, Government. It was in New York, like right at the end of the Civil War. Law must always look like it's being upheld, especially while it's being broken. (laughs) (laughs) That guy from Moulin Rouge was so good at it. But he's a real guy. That Tammany Hall was a real, um, and he bossed Tammany. Yeah. And uh, And Horace Greeley was. They did so. They wove a lot of like 
It was all about the five points in New York. Yep. You got Staten Island, uh, or the boroughs, the five boroughs. boroughs so you got yep. Staten Island, Bronx. you got the Bronx, you got Brooklyn, you got... Uh, I don't Jesus. know if Manhattan was one of them at the time, but uh, yeah, we should be able to name all. But well, the boroughs now <laughs> I can name them. There's yeah. Queens, there's Bronx, yeah. there's Brooklyn, there's Manhattan, Staten and there's Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the but it's all about the immigrants all coming in. About the immigrants coming in, and they were getting you know gangs were formed. The Irish I like when it was the Irish. I like the, when they were naming all the different gangs. That's what I was yeah. going to ask. Yeah, you. Yeah, Do you yeah. know those? Because I know they were the, like the, the dead white, rabbits, the dead rabbits. Yeah. But then they wouldn't let them be dead rabbits anymore. They weren't even allowed. to They would show clips of these people when they talked about them too. You know. Uh, this was also Scorsese, beautifully yeah. made, yeah. three hour long. So they sent. So Leo DiCaprio was the son of uh, Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. I was forgot. The, forgot Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen was the too, was yeah. the leader of the you Dead just Rabbits saw him at the beginning. Yeah. And then they had this big, crazy, brutal battle with just people getting murdered left right. and right. Yeah. And it was like winner take all. For yeah. The, so then they outlawed the the gang. They took. Uh, Leo's character as a kid and sent him away to a reform school. Mm. And I like when he came back and he met those two yeah, one hooligans. Yeah, one of them was Elliot. One of them was uh, Elliot. ET. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, and, and like, they tried to jump him and steal his shit and he like beat them both up. Right. And he's like, I told you I didn't want to fight. And yeah. he's like, well, look how good you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the then he met yeah. uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron yeah. Diaz. Cameron Diaz yeah. was Pick like pocket. a pickpocket. Yeah. And I like the guy from Ellie. He's like, I let her take things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and then Bill the Butcher kind of mentors Cameron man, Diaz. Every, every time he was on screen, it was like oh. captivating as oh, hell. Yeah. Scary man. The when pig, he was showing he was him how to stab the pig yeah. Yeah. when they were upstairs, and then they he uh, we need to do that. The he's next like, time you saying? I'm a, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, called, he called him a name. He's like, you call me a chiseler? And he's like, because if you call me a chiseler. When he when he fish hooks the oh, one yeah, yeah. guy, yeah, it was, and it was it was pretty. It was intense. the type of guy, character though, that you couldn't, you wouldn't want to be in the room with because no. at no point he could throw a a cleaver across the room and yeah. just uh, and kill you. Yeah, you just he, he's scary as hell, and yep. it, which is weird when you see Daniel Day Lewis and he plays oh, so many great Gleason, roles. That man. scene where yeah, he the, took the shillelagh and yeah. fucking outside oh, his yeah. uh, beat him when to he death. was getting his haircut. haircut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was the scene, man. That was really brutal. Yeah. Well, when he had Leo on the table. Too when he was flipping that machete oh, up in the oh, air. Oh yeah. Oh man. Or even when he was making Cameron Diaz feel uncomfortable with the knives when they were mm-hmm. performing. You know, yeah. he was like throwing it at her and right. everything. You could tell, man, he's not stable. Which is interesting when you think Daniel Day Lewis. He's like the most quiet, soft-spoken guy in real life, but he is that guy that can fall into a character. Yeah. Like Sean Penn and all these other characters we were talking that, about. Where there he, will be blood. That's probably the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. He's another one you don't want to be in the room with. Him. Yeah. You know, I. I'm I'm very impressed because he seems to me to be like a very wiry guy. Like he doesn't look like he's very he's not, big in stature. He is no stature. If, but, if you've ever seen him in real life, he's got this very soft-spoken British right. accent. But he's a lot like that. My left foot. Yeah, more than he is like. Well, not out. as quite like him because that guy had some issues. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm I'm very impressed at the way that he will take a role and make himself look so large and threatening yeah. through his voice and his actions to the yeah. point where he, it affects he, him. He, man. Yeah, yeah, he has problems shaking. Oh, roles, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, once like, he's done with them, could you imagine getting drunk twice. with him yeah. and then all of a sudden Bill the Butcher comes out? Yeah, like if he was just back out. Because drunk. I know that phantom. <laughs> <We're done>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta think. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love Tim and uh, I got you there. <laughs> so I love Tim and uh, <laughs> in, uh, in the name of the Father. Oh, that I loved was great. him in that when yep. he played the uh, the wrongly accused guy for the uh, the Irish. It was a prison bombing. movie, right? Prison movie with his dad, played oh, wow. by Pete Pollingsworth. Yep. Uh, you know uh, Kobayashi from. I uh, haven't Angel seen Suspects. the scene oh. that when he was a tailor. Yeah, the Phantom Thread. That's Phantom also P.T. Anderson, though. I heard it was great. I yeah, haven't seen. I hear it, it was good. Mm. But I love P.T. Anderson. The last movie. Only he could do a whole movie about being a seamstress. Yeah, right? Seamster. Yeah, what do they call him? Taylor. 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 Yeah, we, so funny. I was listening to an episode the other day, and we literally had that same conversation. That's why, <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm like, Taylor. Like, <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about The Master yet, man. And The Master was another oh, great P.T. Right. Anderson movie. But... Uh, that Daniel Day wasn't in, but Joaquin was uh, amazing. In That's movie. one of those movies I didn't like the first time I saw it and loved it the second uh, time I saw it. I loved it. it. Looking uh, forward to that Joker. Oh, they're showing images of I it. I did see some images. Even though he did look a little like uh, Bill Murray from Quick Change. A little bit. But sorry, right. I have no problem with it. It's all about him starting off as, like, I think a disgraced clown. So it makes sense that he would be kind of dressing like yeah. a, uh, a clown there. It so. looks creepy. It looks good. Yeah. I think it, and he's crazy in real life, too. Yeah. So it's going to be wild to see him. So I've heard. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> Dave has first-hand knowledge of Joaquin. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I can't tell. Yeah. So, I can't tell half the story. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Gangs in New York, man. It was one of those epic movies that uh, just uh, Scorsese does perfectly well, where he balances history with violence to uh, incredible, engaging characters, and he's got actors that will like. Uh, beat each other up to be on screen yeah. with each other and it all went down to that crazy kind of fight in yeah. the uh, in the streets man. it was like during the riot yeah. in New York when really the soldiers were coming back and they started killing black soldiers and there was huge riots in New York and yeah. oh wow where you realize that when you watch this that Rachel's tensions have been around for so long yeah, man yeah. and I don't know why can't we all just get along for real man I mean come on <laughs> Uh, but yeah, fabulous movie, Gangs of New York. I'm sure it's not the uh, first time we'll be talking about it. But uh, for mine, number one, and I love this movie. It's one of my, it's my favorite book of all time, and it's a 1,200 page book. I've read. Oh it. shit! I've read it twice. We used to use it to stand up and get stuff off high. Yeah, shows. yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was always one of my mom's favorite yeah. books, so she Is always it had the it. Bible. Yeah, <laughs> that was the book we put the Bible on top of this. Yeah. Other book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Extra lift. Yeah. yeah, and this is uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. And I was telling Dave uh, earlier, there's been 27 different movies wow. for the Count of Monte Cristo. That's crazy. It's such a great. Is it? It's a great story, it's man. And, and, you know, Alexander Dumas. I'll tell you, I don't know the story, oh, but I guarantee man. you, I've seen a movie that the story yeah. lines up with. Well, a lot of the ones that. Most people know the Guy Pierce one, the Jim Caviezel Guy Pierce one with yeah. Richard Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked it. It was good. But yeah. I'm a fan of the book, and I always was a fan of the old school 1971 of the old school movies because they've been doing these movies since the 20s. They've had animated versions of it. And uh, it's one of those movies I think they do every 10 years or even more than 10 years to have this many kind of incarnations of it. But the one I liked a lot and I thought was very faithful to the book, and it's weird because it's the hour-and-a-half version one and how to – and it's surprising how much they actually got in from a 1,200-page book to an hour and a half because right. this was like a TV movie, was the uh, 1975 version with Richard Chamberlain. And a lot of people know Richard Chamberlain from the Alan Quartermain movies. You ever seen uh, King oh, Solomon's City of Mines Gold. Okay. and Alan Quartermain, The Lost City of Gold, the ones with uh, Sharon Stone? <laughs> and he was great in this movie. So it starred Richard Chamberlain. It starred Tony Curtis. It starred Donald Pleasance. Uh, and a bunch of other small actors. So I'm going to just break down the story a little bit with it. So you got Edmund Dantes, who's uh, who's played by uh, Rich Chamberlain, who is just coming back 
from uh, from his time at sea, and the captain dies while they're coming back, and he kind of takes over during the uh, the excursion out in sea, and he's coming back, and he he comes back into the dock, and he's telling the people that are there, this is what happened. Uh, there was one guy that we had to uh, that kind of was very mutinous, and we had to lock him up, but I don't want to ruin his life over. I just I don't want him on my boat anymore, and then right. end up firing this guy. And he's Edmond Dante's just happy to see his uh, his his fiance who's back there waiting for him named Mercedes. He ends up going off with her, and he's super excited. So what it all comes down to is you got three guys that don't like Edmond Dantes. You got the guy. Uh, there's actually four guys that don't. One like of them him. was a high up. Yeah, that was the fourth one. So and it kind of initiated with the three. So you've got uh, you've got the guy who was banned from his ship. You've got uh, Tony Curtis who plays I can't remember a his rival name, Montego commander or something. Well, he's no, he's the one who likes his his wife. wife his that's wife. Right, that's right. He's kind of always had eyes for his wife. And mm. then you've got Donald Pleasance, who's this money hungry kind of greedy guy that doesn't like the kind of status that Edmund has gotten. So what they do is they know that the captain has left a note. They know that he stopped on Elba. Uh, on the trip, which is where Napoleon was kind of in exile Excellent. from France for being kind of mutinous and everything. And uh, they know they stopped on Elba and that the captain before he died gave Edmond Dantes to give a note to somebody. So what they do is they decide to plant evidence. Uh, these three guys all compile this letter to make it look like Edmond Dantes is a Napoleonic treasonous type of guy <laughs> and so he ends up getting called into Villefort's uh, who's the main guy for the city there who's actually played by Louis Jordan who's the guy from uh, he played a Bond villain in Octopussy mm. he was also the villain in Swamp Thing oh, nice. <laughs> and he was really good and he says do you have this note on you and he, and he hands him the note it's the real note, and he opens it up, and it, it was very treasonous and everything, but he's like, man, if you were going to give me this note, there's no way if you knew what was in this note that you would have given it to me. Uh -huh. so I, 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 I'm tending to believe you that this is what it is. Who are you supposed to give it to? And he gives him a name of who he's going to give it to. You don't know at this point, but the name he gives him is Villafort's father. Oh, okay. And he Villafort knows uh, that his father is very treasonous and everything, but he tries mm -hmm. to protect him. So he burns the note right in front of Edmond Dantes, and he's like, "I, I want to burn this because I don't want any uh, evidence that might kind of lead back to you and everything." Mm -hmm. He says, "We're gonna have to arrest you right now, but uh, uh, don't worry about but it. But don't worry, yeah. he was gonna get married tomorrow. Out. He was like, "I'm getting married tomorrow." He says, "He's don't worry, we're gonna release you tomorrow and everything." Uh -huh. So what they do is they put him in the carriage. And where he's like, we were supposed to go to the stockade. Where are you taking me? And they just knock him the hell out. Oh, shit. And instead of bringing him to the stockade, they bring him to the Chateau Eif, which is like basically hell. Alcatraz almost. It's like a prison oh, dungeon. Island, oh, island wow. on itself. Oh, and, they, like and he realizes once he gets there. Plague. Oh, he realizes once he gets there, he's never getting out. Yeah. He's going to be in there for life. Right. And they start gradually jumping forward the years and years. You see his beard growing and everything. Right. And he's killing bugs and the uh, thing. And it's literally dungeon-like kind of uh, stuff. So at one day. He finds a buddy. At one day, <laughs> he hears a noise right from the one of the walls coming mm. and he ends up chiseling around one of these bricks and he pulls out this big stone and all of a sudden a prisoner from the next cell busts through and it's this old guy who's got a beard even longer than him oh shit the old guy thought like, he oh, was dead. I like the Richard Harris yeah. one it, that character good. this guy's really good too uh, he plays an abbey like a former priest yeah. and he busts through and he thought he was going to the seawall <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's been digging forever eight years, oh, eight, yeah. 
Myers took him to get there. Just into the other cell. But he's like, he's like, all right, well, at least I have a friend now. So he ends up, uh, they end up uh, going back and forth. They end up going back and forth between cells and they realize, well, wait, why don't we dig together? We'll take half as much. And we know now which way to go to dig the seawall. And he's like, all right, it'll take about five years. And he's like, well, at least we get to talk to each other. I can teach you stuff because uh, Edmund's not as refined as he could be. So this guy teaches him everything. He teaches him how to fight. He teaches him how to fence. Mm -hmm. He teaches teaches him him everything. History and teaches him. And at some point, the old guy uh, is about to come through the uh, uh, tunnel. They changed it in the new version where the tunnel started collapsing and everything. But in the old version, it wasn't that. And in the book, he he's just old. He's, and and he's, he's coming through and he's like, I'm not going to make it. I don't think I'm going to uh, die. He's like, yeah. I got to tell you something. And he opens the cross that's hanging out of his neck. Mm. And he pulls out this map. And he's treasure like, map. this is the map <laughs> of the island of Monte Cristo. He says, there's more treasure on here than any human being has ever probably held in their life. Oh, shit. He says, I want you to escape. I want you to steal the uh, treasure and everything. And then right then the guards start coming in. Mm. And so he ducks, Richard Chamberlain ducks back into the hole and he's sitting on the outside of the hole. The guards come in. They realized, oh, the old man finally died. So what they do is they they put him in this like sack mm-hmm. and sew the sack up. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, well, we're just going to wait till later on night when the tide comes in and then we're going to dump him over the thing. Yeah. Once they leave, uh, Richard Chamberlain comes in unties him sticks the dead body in the tunnel and ties himself up in the sack oh yeah and just waits yeah for them they, and they literally just they throw him, him toss over in the water in the, oh, they toss awesome. him in the water yeah and he ends up getting picked up by these two italian guys who are like smugglers and everything that befriend him and uh save his life and he's very uh i think lewis guzman played him in the uh one of them oh really in, in the uh in the he's door great. version and uh He's he kind of is friends with him and everything, and he builds up this relationship with him. That he knows he can trust him and everything, and they decide he tells him, "Hey, let's go to the count of, uh, to the island of Monte Cristo." Yeah. Instead, he goes in there, and it's this great scene where he's got to dig through the walls, and he finally finds the treasure, and it's huge. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like a he's like the richest it's man like, in the entire mm-hmm. world yeah. now, and everything, and it jumps forward. It jumps forward like ten years, and he ends up coming back into the town, and he's this like, feathery hat with like the, he's frills. distinguished. And, well, what's interesting about it, and I always thought thought was weird is anyone who knew him could yeah. probably see that it was, yeah. it was like the Clark Kent not knowing yeah. he was yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. a goatee. Yeah. It's the same guy. Yeah. Oh, he's got a goatee. It can't be the same yeah, guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he basically has this goatee but his hair is all white and refined and everything. Uh-huh. And he, he, ends and he up, doesn't act the same. Well, obviously. he ends up his status kind of precedes him too, so people yeah. know about the Count of Monte Cristo because uh-huh. he bought the island. He's he's the one who throws all this flashy money, and he comes in. There's like I'm gonna... big parties. So he ends up coming across uh, 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 Donald Pleasance first, who's the owner of the bank now, and he's mm-hmm. like, I want to put all this money in here, and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and then basically systematically, he's tr- getting revenge on each of them. So yeah. just to kind of jump forward, Donald Pleasance, anytime. Uh, Edmund Dantes would, uh, or the Count would invest in something, Donald Pleasance would invest his own money in it because he saw how good it was going to go. Yeah. And then one day, he he ended up bribing somebody at one of these like uh, towers to relay a message to another tower that there's uh, that there was going to be a uh, uh, that war has broken out in Spain. But this was like the day before he came into. Uh, uh, 
to Donald Pleasant's office and said, I want to invest all this st- stuff in Spain and everything. And Donald Pleasant is like, all right, I'm dumping all my money in it and everything. Uh, and then he sends this false message that yeah. they're under uh, attack and it turns out he's not and uh, he loses all his money. Nice. And then he ends up, it's so much that he invested all the other investors' money in it too. So Donald Ple- he shows Donald Pleasant just like shoot himself in the head. Oh, shit. So then he goes to the next guy and the next guy is the uh, um, the Lewis Jordan guy who ends up burning the letter to save his father. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up... Uh, uh, he ends up disgracing him in the court and uh, and pretending uh, that he's um, that he had a uh, son that he killed when he was younger that he had thought he had aborted but it wasn't aborted and he ended up uh, growing up and that uh, it just disgraced him so much that his life was ruined, which basically came down to just the Tony C- Curtis character man who was kind of the leader stole of his the wife, whole right? thing man that stole his wife married his wife out from under him oh, and had fuck. a son that was the major difference between the Caviezel one. In the Caviezel one, they made that son be his own. That, yeah. What, and that wasn't the case. Like in she the, was in pregnant with Caviezel's with son. With Caviezel's son. And oh. it wasn't the case in the book or in this version everything. It was just uh, Tony Curtis's son and everything. And they were going to be the point where he, uh, him and this kid were going to have a duel. Mercedes was the only one who recognized him immediately, mm-hmm. uh, being his former like fiance. Obviously, she recognized him, and she told the son that right before they had the duel, who he was, and then they ended up shooting in the air at one point. And he's like, "I heard what my father did to you." He says, "I'm not going to duel with you," and he deserves whatever you want to do with him. Oh, nice! So he ends up having this great duel with him at the end, and it's just it's the ultimate revenge story, in my opinion. Yeah, and yeah. any version you watch, it, it, it's probably I'm sure they're all pretty decent. Uh, so it's uh, if, even if you want to check the Caviezel one out, like Dave said, Richard Harris was amazing in it as the uh, the Abbey that was in the prison with him and everything. And uh, Caviezel was good. Guy Pierce was the bad guy in it, uh, playing the guy that Tony Curtis mm-hmm. played that had the duel with him yep. uh, at the end. And it was just satisfying as hell. Like most of these revenge movies, you were really rooting for him. And he had so much damn money to throw yeah. around and do whatever he wanted to yeah. people. So he had no bounds. And there's something cool about revenge where. You don't even want to kill him. Yeah, that Donald You just want to ruin him. You just want to ruin him. Yeah, and and these guys don't even see it coming. Like most of them, except for Tony Curtis, like the Lewis Jordan uh, character and the Donald Pleasant character, their life was ruined, and they had no idea who did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They Mm -hmm. had no idea that it was (laughs) uh, the guy that got screwed over earlier in the movie. Which I know a lot of these revenge movies, they want you to know that I was the guy. But it was satisfying enough just to ruin their lives. Yeah, that's all they wanted too. So. It was phenomenal. Who wrote that? Uh, Alexander Dumas. Okay, we were just talking right. about him. And, uh, same guy who did Three Musketeers. Right, yeah. And uh, The Man in the Iron Mask, which was another great movie with, Richard, was... with Richard Chamberlain. Did the original, and then Leo did the yeah. uh, the remake. Yeah. But that was one I also thought the uh, Richard Chamberlain was better than the remake. But the remake was good because the story was good. What was the story, just because this is a great revenge story, and I just don't know who wrote it and what it was. But basically... Wreck-It Ralph? Um, No, basically somebody gets shunned and like they lose their castle and they have this long journey and they come back for revenge and they end up like killing the kings, the king who took over's new sons. And like South Park did Ooh, a spoof on it. That Anthony Hopkins movie oh, yeah, should have been on Titus. that. Titus should have been. On. Oh God, that's is that? Some, that no, be, I don't know if that's the one you're talking about, uh, but it made me think. It really should have. I didn't Titus, think about it until just then. Because we were talking, we were even talking about Shakespeare earlier. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like Titus is the most he ridiculous. Feeds the, he yeah. feeds the sons. That's Titus. Oh, that's Titus. Okay, that's Titus. yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know if there was a movie about that or not. Yeah. Like, 
Oh, it was I've never brutal. seen it. I've never read you it. You should watch brutal, the movie. Brutal. It was brutal. I would love they to see it. They cut the girl's arms off and stick the sticks in the yeah. arm sockets. He oh, killed, fuck. He, he kills, kills the children. He killed the, cooks them in a, the, He cooks the kids in a pie and then serves it to their mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it was so bad. Yeah. Well, have you the, seen... The, mo- the, the Shakespeare play was actually called Titus Andronicus. And the, the movie okay. was called Titus. And it was done by Julie Taymor, the woman who It did. was called Titus AD, I think. No, Titus was the name of the movie. Just Titus. Titus AD is a sci-fi animated movie. Uh, <laughs> People I, are renting it right now, going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up animated movie. Yeah, I think that's motherfucker probably... on fascinated with films. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time I heard that. Yeah, no, I think that's probably. Well, it's great that most... you heard of the story. Yeah. Least, Ooh, yeah, have you have you seen Scott Tennerman must die the South Park? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's licking his tears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet tears. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about Titus in another uh, pod. It's we'll just over ball hair, right? Yeah, yeah, we're cute. We'll have to yeah. maybe we'll do an Anthony Pot, uh, Perk, uh, Hopkins one in our actress pod, and we'll work that in. And yeah. you'll have to come over and watch it. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. crazy, and it's done very like, uh, like almost psychedelic at times, mm-hmm. dreamlike. Because the Julie Taymor, the director, did Lion King on Broadway, and she does a lot of different stuff like that. So it's very grand and just strange, mm. really strange, but very awesome, man. Titus, that was a great one, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's revenge for this time. So if you are seeking sweet revenge instead of taking it, just watch these movies. Yeah. Then you get, get good ideas. Don't be yeah. don't be killing him. I think you can get take him into court later. Yeah. Oh, he made me do it. Yeah. He told me to cook him in the pies yeah. and chili. Miss yeah. <laughs> <Scott Tenor. laughs> Remind me not to piss off Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Season premiere of the new episode comes up like next tonight? week. Oh, was it tonight? tonight? Yeah, it? it's about school shootings. Oh, it's going to be crazy, man. I, the thing with South Park to me is the first two episodes of the season are always great, and then they kind of peter, they kinda off, peter off, and yeah. I end up losing interest. But that I first one w- is always really strong. When they did the... The, when they did the one where it followed the same storyline, yeah, I don't long, like that. Man. Just yeah. pick one subject. Right. Something fucked up is happening every week in this country. Yeah. I'm all about At them least. being, uh, being like uh, they could be political. Yeah, and political. They could, yeah, and being what's but going just pick on a and... different fucked up thing every week. Yeah. Do Judge yeah. Kavanaugh next week, and then do <laughs> Me Too, and then do like absolutely. Th- just keep doing all the fucked up yeah. shit that made yeah. you guys great. I appreciate some of the episodes they did with that uh, politically correct. Principal, yeah. PC principal, PC principal, oh, and yeah, that was, yeah. it was it was alright. But I liked yeah. back when like, they were when they were doing. Yeah. Like, I want to uh, see Tony. Yeah. Don't forget to Tony <laughs> or Tom Cruise in the closet. Nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice in here. Tom Cruise is a fudge is a fudge packer. You can't say that, but but you're literally packing fudge. <laughs> in the closet when John Travolta goes, it's kind of nice in here. Yeah, <laughs> R. Kelly shows up. Shows up. No, I'm pull out my closet. Now we've really gone off the rails. <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on uh, Facebook. We uh, we me and Justin are there all the time. You can also leave us a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. We're also occasionally on uh, Twitter, not as much, but you can get a hold of us there at at Dubri uh, Podcast. Or the best way to do it is to email us at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail dot com dot com dot com. You can take audience suggestions for yeah, audience suggestions. Oh yeah. Well, next week is going to be one that I know a lot of people are going to be excited about. I know Justin is going to be super excited. Yeah, we finally hit Justin's sweet it's sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took fifty three episodes to get there, but just like it's my time. Yeah. I don't give a shit. What you guys pick? Bisexual have- bisexual hipster movies. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's going to be a... Oh, I'll give you a teaser. It's going to be 2000s comedy. So anything from 2000 to 2009, 
And yeah, this is Justin's category. Yeah, no, man. I literally looked at two thousand and I was like, uh, I can do. I can do five. I can just do this, and yeah. you guys can pick whatever you want. I looked <laughs> up. I looked up to like two thousand three, and I think there was like twenty five that I was. Just yeah, like, I told Justin. I said, I know Dave's gonna want this movie and that movie. He's like, he can have whatever the fuck he wants. You don't understand. <laughs> I can move on, man. I got a backup. My backup list For got days, backup. Yeah, list. backup plan to the backup plan to the backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be exciting. You like uh, two thousand comedies as much as Justin? You're gonna want to yeah. tune in uh, next week for that so until then see ya peace later i'm out come out wherever you are